Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Survivor Now podcast. The content is coming up shortly, but first we got to pay some bills. Okay, we are so excited to tell you guys about this great partnership we now have with our good friend Katie over at Katie Tedesco Art. Since 2015, Katie has been running the original Survivor fan shop where she creates Survivor trading cards, Survivor idol keychains, Big Brother keys, and more. We have been huge fans of hers ever since we started ordering our own items. We're huge fans of the Survivor trading cards. I even got my favorite, John Cochran. You can order them in packs, say an entire season, or you can also order your favorite Survivor Castaways cards in individual packs as well. The items come in a timely manner and are handled with care to make sure you, as a customer, are never disappointed. You can check out all of her cool work over at our Etsy site. The link is in our Instagram bio, so just head on over, let her know Survivor Now sent you, and give her a follow. You can find her on Insta, at Katie Tedesco Art. That's all one word, and that's Katie Tedesco, T-E-D-E-S-C-O, Art. Well, everyone, we made it to the end. Today, Abraham, Ollie, and I are finishing up our rewatch of Survivor Cambodia Second Chances. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram at Survivor Now Podcast. We're also on Twitter at Survivor Now Pod. And Survivor Now Podcast is also now extending into reality now. So we're going to be covering a whole bunch of shows outside of just Survivor. So let us know in the comments what reality TV competition shows you would like us to explore in the future. All right, Abraham and Ollie, we are at the end. We have a finale with six people. Usually, I know it's usually five people, but now we have six people. We have Tasha, Wentworth, Jeremy, Spencer, Kimmy and Keith. How do we, what do we think about this final six? Hey, before we get started uh, on the breakdown, I know we, we went out there, Survivor was heading off, season 44 was wrapping up, and then season 45 doesn't start until September this month. But uh, we picked this particular episode, this season, which was uh, Second Chances, which I thought was a wonderful season to be a part. Great opportunity to meet Matthew, work with Ali, and get an opportunity to share our experiences and how we see and view how Survivor's played. Um, Keith was an instrumental player in this season. He's still playing. He's among the sixes playing. We lost him this year in the Survivor family. You know, as a viewer now, a player, you you want to meet these people. They're bigger than life for us. We we go out there. We want to play, and we like we probably never will play. But for me, I had the opportunity to go out and play, and I've had a better opportunity to actually meet some of the players that I grew up watching as well. I think Keith was remembered in this season and who he was and who he is and what he brought to Survivor will never be forgotten because we will always do things like this. What's the, what's the best season to go back and take a look at and see gameplay, see strategy, see uh, the how the game of Survivor embraces you, makes you want to root for the underdog, anything of that nature. We, we saw Keith out of his element, but in his element. And I like to say uh, to his family, I, I know it's losing someone is hard, but we had an opportunity to relive Keith through our recurring of this season. And there'll be plenty of people that are after us will always speak the name of Keith and this season, particularly because it was a great season opportunity for second chances. And I think for everybody that goes out there and takes a look at this, remember, if you get a second chance, take it. 
because you know you never know an opportunity is going to be taken away from you. It's a really great reminder, Abraham. I, we, Keith was the heart of this season in so many ways. His confessionals were amazing. They talked about it a little bit at the reunion. We got a little callback to how uh, Jeff pointed out for Keith, he would say that this game was not fun, but he loved it. And it was you, you could tell during the game, I mean, Keith was just wonderful to watch this season. So thank you for that shout out, definitely. And he's a part of this final six, like you said. So let's see if he makes it to those final, final tribal. We have... Uh, we start actually with Keith, who's really upset that Abby was voted out the night before. He said, I really wanted to take her to final three. And everyone's like, okay, well, that's why we got rid of her. Yeah, like, you, I, like, I, I understood it because it, it was Keith being like, and like uh, Keith, he's basically being himself. He was like, well, for my game, I wanted to take her. So, um, but it was the thing that I found very interesting. It was kind of, Spencer was calling it out, being like, well, that's why I didn't do it. Um, but in the end, it was like it, Spencer was the one that just betrayed Keith. So why, like, I, I, with all honesty, we all understand what Keith was saying there was bad. But also Spencer there, go like, Spencer chirping up, it's like, Spencer, you've just betrayed both him and Kelly. So I would just... It's, 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 it's... it's... Keith knew exactly what he wanted. He needed Abby. If Abby was sitting next to Keith, Keith could have won. Plain and simple. What he didn't or shouldn't have alluded to was that he didn't want Spencer. Because now Spencer mm -hmm. has no remorse for what he just did to Keith by not voting for him. Because out of Keith's own mouth, he's saying, look, I didn't want to take you anyway. I wanted to take Abby because I knew Abby was easier to beat where Spencer they're going to go ahead and vote against me because they can't see the difference in the two of our games. But also, sorry, this my brain's just clicked. Spencer saying he didn't want to, didn't want Abby to in the end. Didn't last episode, the one we just watched yesterday. <laughs> Spencer literally said, I want Keith and Abby at the end. And now all of a sudden you're like, no, I didn't want Abby. I'm like, what was your opinion? Spencer and Keith are just, they're, they're cut from two claws going two different ways, but the same yeah. Both of them want to sit next to who they want to sit next to. It's just that Spencer got more voting power. Here, yeah. here, here's when you cycle back through everybody that got voted out and be like, you know what? Maybe we should have kept this person. Because Kelly had the ability to keep Joe. Mm -hmm. And have to get Joe voted out. So she could have saved Joe, but she didn't. And they said it in episode. Well, I'm on the fence. Should I save Joe? Had she saved Joe, guess what? They could have voted somebody else out. Okay. Okay. It's a good point. And someone who also had many opportunities to switch up the game at certain points was Kimmy, who decides that now is her chance to take advantage of Keith and Wentworth being on the outs to better her own game. So Kimmy goes and pitches to Wentworth the idea that she will get the majority alliance to split the votes. She said, this is the plan. We don't know if you or Keith have an idol, so I'm going to get Tasha, Spencer, and Jeremy to believe that the four of us are splitting votes. But instead, you, myself, and Keith, Kimmy, Wentworth, and Keith are going to vote for Jeremy or Spencer. Ooh, and Wentworth says Kimmy is realizing she might not make it to the final three if she's aligned with Jeremy, Spencer, and Tasha. So how do we feel about uh, Kimmy's 
timing here and also just the idea that this is the right move for her moving forward. Took her 13 episodes. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> go hard. Go hard, Ollie. Don't, hey, don't hold back. No. Go hard. The, the thing is, I am actually really happy to see it finally because, like, Kimmy alluded to it that it's been, it was, I think, 15 years in the making for her. Um, so kind of her finally kind of being like, I'm not at the top. I'm not in the three. I'm number four in this, like, thing. I was really happy to see it. But my kind of worry is it's final six. If you wanted to make this move, could you have maybe thought about it final seven? Could you put, try to put the plans in motion for, like, a slightly earlier? Because right now it's kind of coming out of nowhere and there's not a lot of room to hide. And I think we kind of see that going into the episode that she wants to make this move great, but is 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 she, is she going to be able to do it as subtly as she wants? Well, you know, at, at this point, I think where we see Kimmy at in the overall name of the game, outwit, outplay, outlast. You also got to outwit, outplay, outlast the jury because yeah. they've already formulated their opinions and they get to see every vote out. And here's the thing what happens behind the scenes. Every person that's voted out goes back to Ponderosa. And they get to tell everything that's been going on. So, Kimmy, you don't have any currency when you get down to the final six. Where's your currency at? You're hoping to vote out two more people that's going to convince the people that are sitting in the jury that you're worthy of the million dollars? No, you, you needed to figure out when Chaos Cast went out, okay, I need jury management. But subtlety, how do I manage the jury? Fishback is always going to be loyal to Jeremy. I don't care what he says in anything. Because here's the thing. Jeremy saved him. That's all you got to say. Hey, Jeremy saved me. And he's going to be like, I would have been gone a lot sooner. And then when he got he got voted out, it was just because they did some more crazy splitting. So that is one vote for Jeremy. We know. Name me one person that's going to vote for Kimmy right now based off of Kimmy's gameplay at this point. That's on the jury. Yeah. It definitely feels like, and I'll think of a name, I don't know, but it definitely feels like more of like a self, it's a move based on necessity as opposed to like actually putting the pieces together and trying to figure out where Kimmy was in the game at this moment. I don't think it's a bad idea. I think she understood that she was at a weird position with the people she was aligned with, Jeremy, Tasha, Spencer. And sort of decided, okay, it really, it truly is now or never if we're going to do something. So I respect that quality of it. Um, And I think it's what's also interesting. uh, We we did watch parts of the reunion. We're going to sort of sprinkle it into our discussion of the overall finale. And uh, one of the questions that was asked to Fishback during the reunion was, were you too fixated on getting Joe out? Which, you know, I think it's safe to say, yes, he was very fixated on getting Joe out. But Jeremy pointed out the reason they had to get rid of Fishback before Joe was because as soon as they got rid of Joe with Fishback still in the game, Jeremy was going to become the next Joe or Spencer was going to become the next Joe in Fishback's Mm -hmm. eyes. And they needed to get rid of him sooner. So I feel like if Kimmy had worked a little bit harder to work with Fishback and to keep Fishback in the game, that might have really suited her well in the long Mm -hmm. run because of fishbacks need to sort of get out all of the people he feels threatened by. Yeah. Hey, use obsession. Obsession is a great thing. I applaud Kimmy for her trying to get herself in a better position. 
yeah. play play until you to the end until somebody votes you out because that's the ultimate goal anyway to vote people out and she plays to the end but when do you play and that's 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 the dicey part jeremy walked that mind that that minefield spencer walked that minefield keeps walking that minefield tasha's walking that everybody's walking that same minefield to try to figure out and kelly how do I stay to that last vote or I become the final three? Right. Well, let's see if the individual immunity challenge changes anything. So each castaway will race to collect puzzle pieces that will create a staircase. Each section of the staircase puzzle pieces is placed farther out on the sand. If the castaway selects the wrong piece, they have to run back out to retrieve a different one. At the top of the staircase, there is a slide puzzle. We talked about this yesterday. First person to complete the slide puzzle wins individual immunity. All of the challenges moving forward will be new to the remaining castaways. So there are no second chance storylines moving forward. I love that. Make it like an equal yeah. playing field for the finalist. Yeah, well, it, it, Jeff kind of alluded to it. It was because he said, this is now about making your legacy. And right. that's within the challenges. So I like that. This is probably one of the most grueling challenges like Survivor has. Yeah. And this sounds really crack to say but i'd love to try it just because was, it looks it looks like those ones like this will push you and it's kind of like if you can do that and i know people will be like it's just walking up and down stairs the heat the exhaustion the dehydration that they've been in that situation for 36 days i like not being someone from survivor you know that there is a you have to push internally to do that so if you, if, you, if you could see the stuff they don't show on TV after we did the sandbag challenge, you'll be like, I understand exactly what you're saying. You give everything in the name of yourself, in the name of this game. And it is when they create these challenges, they are designed to test you physically and mentally. And I guarantee those steps was a killer. And then you're trying to figure out in your mental state of mind, just your mental state of mind. You're trying to figure out to make sure the holes are still the same holes so you don't have to go back twice and look for another ah. step. So when they had to go back up there, back down there, back up there, back down there, you're just trying to get up there with enough energy because when they get to the puzzle, they're exhausted. That's why you look at them sometimes. You'll be like, well, why are you not just jumping on the puzzle? I'm tired. I'm breathing hard. When, when I got to the top of pulling that sled, I was exhausted. I was laid out. No, no, you don't understand. I was laid out. I had to get Xander to help me up because I was gone. I used up everything I had so we could get to our puzzle. And it's it's a killer. But mm -hmm. like Ollie said, I would love to do it again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it, it would be a blast. I'll leave it all out there. I, I, don't, I don't care. Joe and them passing out? Oh, that's a part of the game. I want to do that. I don't want to pass out. I want to give it everything and pass out. What happened to Abraham? He passed out. <laughs> But also with this challenge, it looks deceptively like there's the physical part and then the mental part. I think overall, this is a very mental, like, comp like a challenge. This is a very mental challenge because mentally you have to figure out what thing goes where. You've got the slide puzzle. But also it's that mental aspect of pushing through. Like you mentally have got to will yourself on. If you don't have that mental willpower then you're going to let someone else go in front of you and win. And also the slide puzzle looks a lot harder just because it's not a flat surface where you see the puzzle. 
there's grooves in it. So you're trying to figure out what it looks like because it's so warped and demented that you have to yeah. figure out what it looks like first yeah. to then figure out, okay, where do the pieces go? You got to get that yeah. first piece right. You do. I mean, I feel like my strategy for something like this would be to sort of pace myself through that more physical part before the puzzle. I think you're right, Ollie. There is that like psychological thing of, oh, I know so-and-so. I know Abraham is ahead of me and I'm not going to try to... <laughs> Good, you know, you could. I'm not going to try to um, match his pace because I know it's going to exhaust me moving forward. Yeah, I'm going to try to get to the puzzle. Hey, look, it's not going to be easy. If I'm out there, it's just not going to be easy. That's not how it works and for me. Um, but I understand the pain and suffering. Um, the key to it, the key to it is because Germany, Germany came in first. He was at the puzzle first, and he still lost. I think no, Spencer he, actually made yeah, it to Spencer the slide was. puzzle first, and Did then Wentworth and Jeremy. Oh, they Spencer. made it up there. So Jeremy, yeah. So Jeremy was already working on. He's good at puzzles too. That's another thing. When they say you're good at puzzles, <laughs> so. I'm still on the fence about what Carson did in his season when he ordered the puzzle thing. Um, no, that was good. That was good. I, I, I don't. I don't say out with our place. I, I'm with that and everything else. But I think as CBS looks at the development of these different games, stop using the same thing over. Come on now, let's get to work and let's create something that makes it where you can study a puzzle all day long. You can study slide puzzle all day long, but you don't realize that slide puzzle ways. 100 pounds a piece. Let's, 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 a little deviation. That's all. Mm. No 3D rendering at home, and you can work on a puzzle type deal. And Carson's a good guy. I, I've seen him and talked to him in person. Good guy. But sometimes I think if we want to create the, the true survivor thing of, of yesterday in the new era, stop being cheap, survivor, uh, CBS, and let's get to work on creating new puzzles. Hey, listen, I mean, Carson, good on Carson, seriously, just to say this, this puzzle might be in uh, the season that I'm going on, I might as well practice. I agree with you, Abraham. I think they need to change things up. I heard for 45 that they did change around the challenges to make it more difficult to replicate the puzzles. Um, so I'm excited for that moving forward. I am, I agree with you. I'm tired of people making it onto the show and being like, I created this puzzle at home and um, just winning because they were able to practice with it. Well, Spencer wins this puzzle he wins individual immunity for this is his third win of the season his third individual win of the season Wentworth says that she's putting her trust in Kimmy to help her and Keith make a move so this is this is what we got going into oh, deliberation this is where I will say Spencer crashes and burns as we go through it Spencer crashes and burns this is where he lost a million dollars Here's yep. where Kimmy lost a million dollars. Well, the interesting thing with this kind of pre-tribal is you, again, you kind of do see, for me, you do kind of see the social flaws in certain people's games. Um, because obviously Kimmy's trying to put a plan in motion, which is completely fair. Um, but it's very clear that Kasha and Spencer are kind of suss about it like that you can you can kind of tell that they're like what what's she doing but i did there was one thing that i heard tasha say which was it makes her feel good talking and pretending to play and she said that about kimmy and to me that was my thing of 
that again, that's where I see a flaw in kind of Tasha's social game and kind of Spencer's game because they're not like they are treating Kimmy in that in in that essence like a number. And I think we'll obviously see going into this tribal because it's a very great tribal. Why we're explaining that? This it's a good one. This is just a it's text. If we could if we could just not recreate it, but it organically happened at tribal again. Oh, this would be some something we would we would redo their season. Be like, hey, which one are we doing? The, we're doing forty five again because that was a great tribal. Yeah, I mean, the, the fact that it got to the point in Tribal Council where it did was just amazing. The fact that it was the first time something like it happened. Let's sort of set what actually happened at camp that led to this, which was the fact that Spencer was correct. I mean, Kimmy was running around uh, to Wentworth and Keith. Mm. Spencer notices this. I mean, this is where his game, like, it, like plateaus. Like, he, he goes up a little bit more in terms of his gameplay here and realizing what Kimmy is doing. And then it just goes straight down when it comes to uh, tribal council here, and also the next one or the next two. I would say it it it, it happens again. But Spencer and Tasha think Kimmy is up to something. They are right. I mean, listen, Jeff pointed out at the reunion, Kimmy's instincts are correct here. It just maybe was too little, too late. Yeah. Um, so. Spencer and Tasha call it as it is. Kimmy is trying to get us to split the votes only to work with Keith and Wentworth to vote mm. myself or Jeremy out. And Jeremy is actually the one who's like, no, Kimmy's not Kimmy's not going to do this. I trust Kimmy so much. And this is really important when it comes to later in the episode for Jeremy, because this is something that he ends up having to explain, which is the fact that he puts so much trust in Kimmy. And going into tribal, he's not expecting Kimmy to do anything because of the relationship they've built. Now, I'm not saying Jeremy was telling the truth because we playing Survivor. I just think at that moment in the game, she was not the target at all. She wasn't a target. But again, Kimmy has to make a move. Kimmy has to take somebody out to get passed for. So we know that has to happen. But you targeted one person that really trusted you was Jeremy. Now, has she targeted Tasha? I think they would have had a better outcome. Mm -hmm. So the Kimmy move and then... I think another thing that kind of tainted Jeremy to her was the theatrics that went along with her saying, I'm not targeting you because I think that's really what sparked his behavior because he trusted you and you gave what you consider to be the word of, Hey, no, no, you're not the target. But here's the thing. I tell everybody else, once you vote, there's no hiding on who did what there's no hiding on you did what now that's how Kimmy goes down her road. As we go to this vote, because we got to vote out somebody We had six, I think the way Spencer conducted himself at Tribal was the old Spencer. Well, y'all can do what you want to do. We can go to rocks. We ready. Ready to go to rocks. And he was just defiant on that and was like, no, nah, we already know who we're going to vote for. Just sit back. Let it happen. But he was so vocal in how he wanted to get it done and who was going to get done that he was like, no. Nah, I think that's where we start to lose it because now we go back to the currency of the jury that's sitting right there listening to you, judging you. People petty. Let's not be confused about that in life. They're petty for reasons. And again, it may be something unrelated to Survivor in their own lives. But again, they're still petty. And Spencer, you've demonstrated that you just really wanted to step, kick somebody off the little, st little stoop and step on them and be like, I'm the big man now. So what y'all going to do? Because you want immunity. 
So you, you know, there's no threat of being voted out. Sometimes you just right. got to sit back and let it happen. Right. I mean, I mean, Abraham, I got the sense during this tribal because of how Spencer was approaching this, um, that not only did he not trust Kimmy, but I also don't think he fully trusted that Jeremy had listened to him or was uh, influenced by Spencer's game at all. And I mm. feel like Spencer sort of thought that he had to step up his performance at tribal council and make a scene out of, of like actually verbally uh, disassociating Kimmy with their alliance in order to make Jeremy vote a certain way. So this is interesting. I do have to flag that Savage was wearing a beanie. Um, beanie man. It's wonderful. And, uh, you know, we also get the sense that the game, Jeremy says, the game has moved past voting blocks and onto alliances. I was like, finally, we're, we're at this point. Thank goodness. This is crazy. The game is always alliances. Let me tell you yes. something. You get on Survivor, you get on there that first day, you get you one or two ride or dies, period. All this voting, all the voting block thing is just put you in different groups. But you need to have one or two ride or dies because there is no way to navigate all the minefields yourself because you're not going to get along with everybody. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. You need the other person to be the cup of tea and you need to be the one to sit and say, well, here's the salsa. I got your salsa going over there with this tea because I we're nature. We're, we're natural people that we some people are just not our cup of tea. You need an in-between. And I think Kimmy had that now. Just focus just on Kimmy. I think if Kimmy could have won the next immunity challenge, oh, now we got a monkey wrench because now we're down to five. Mm. And here's the thing: now, now we got to make decisions. Now you can you can better move or whatever. You have to plot out these last few these last days are so critical. So it's just interesting. But she did put the waterworks on. Oh, she put the waterworks on integrity. She hit them with everything, and I think that's what we see where. Jeremy takes it personal. Spencer just was Spencer back in the day. That's all. Yeah, no, he he truly truly was. Um, it was it was kind of incredible to see sort of this de-evolution of his gameplay. Like he was so focused on changing, <laughs> and it, it it made me feel a little bit sad because I was like, oh, Spencer, you're so close to the end. Don't don't do this. Um, and I think, I mean, we have to remember there are idols here and that comes into play very, very soon. But we do see, he says, um, the group of four made a plan to split the votes. He s says it right now. Me, Tasha, Jeremy, Kimmy, we all decided that we're going to split the votes. And we're not doing that anymore. And Spencer says that he is leaving Kimmy out of the plan on purpose. And Kimmy is like, hey, there is paranoia from... Uh, I, I was talking to Keith and to Wentworth, and it seems like the paranoia is making people feel like they can't trust me. And now I'm feeling like I have to vote a certain way to prove my loyalty, and I don't like that. I think things are getting pretty dicey all of a sudden. Spencer did like the the one of the big if if Kimmy had any like things if 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 Kimmy was in a sense of oh, I'll think about it once I get to tribal. Spencer gave her the hammer and went, here's your decision. Because if I was in Kimmy's shoes and Spencer did that, firstly, I'd turn around and tell him to off. No, but I'd tell him to kick rocks. 
But also, I would sit there and then go, well, I'm now making this decision. And I'd actually point, because I know yeah. that Jeremy would then get upset, but I'd actually turn around to Jeremy and pin it on Spencer, because I'd be like, well, your boy here has just literally said, I'm, I'm number four. Like, this, this boy has literally just said, it's you three. Why should I just be your little pawn? Sorry, no. I would do what I can in that moment, regardless of how Jeremy was feeling. I'd pin it on Spencer because, again, he's just he's he's blowing off his ground. Look, by I'm, sad even, I'm sad to even say this. I'm with Ali on now, but I'm sad to even say this. This is where the live feeds of Survivor will come in handy because we we don't know <laughs> what happens in between, and that's the thing about it is you're there all day with each other. If we could get a little more nuggets and what happened in their relationship in between. Mm. But here, here's here's the thing right here. You Do you want to be as harsh as you normally be with dealing with certain situations or you don't? Or do you want to be like, let me think here. I.e. go back to billions and be like, you know what, Spencer? I've always got a view that I'm number four. The only person that has given me any type of pause was Jeremy saying that I was not. You've always treated me like that. And I don't know why. I've played, I've voted, I've worked with everybody, and you've pushed me into this corner. Oh, I'd have been, oh, I'd have been, I'd drop the tear. I'd have dropped a tear. Because here's the thing, survivors outwit, outplay, outlast, and you have to do everything else. But again, they blew the whole spot up. I would say this is this is the three phases of a tribal council that we normally never get to see because we don't have that much excitement like this. But phase one was the preparation phase. This is the one before Jeff, messy Jeff, before you vote. Because now we got the whole blow up with Spencer. We got the whole blow up with uh, Kimmy and gets, keeping them like, man, we don't know what's going on around here. We're just sitting here. Yeah, it becomes incredibly hard to follow. I think it, I should point out that right before they vote, uh, when, uh, Spencer tells Wentworth she is safe. He, he She turns around, looks oh. at him and he goes, you're safe. Gotcha. You're safe. And Wentworth's like, hey, Spencer told me that I had his vote last week and that's not what happened. So I don't feel safe. So they go, they all go to vote and Jeff asks the question, if anyone has a hidden immunity idol and you would like to play it, now would be the time. Wentworth, I think was it was the right move, says, I don't understand what's happening right now. I'm going to play my idol. Mm. And then Jeremy stands up and says, you know what? I'm going to play my idol too. And it was really fun seeing both of them have this moment where they were just sort of like celebrating each other in a way because it was a really awesome um, thing that they both did. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what? I don't know why Wentworth and Jeremy are on different sides. I know. I know that when it comes down to the final three, yeah, but they they would have played such a masterful game together because, like you just said, Matthew, they're they're excited about what they just did. Yeah. And they're going to be even, because we're going to call this phase two of voting at Tribal Council because you got the last two idols played by really the players that deserve to play them because they found the idols. They deserve to play them. And they didn't tell anybody. So now we got that look on your face, as I've said all this season, you find out who's who when they vote. Yeah, <laughs> and we that was we, that was that was fishback. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, when they cut to him, <laughs> he, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about fishback as we get into this because he had more like this is history moments uh, during it. But we get a three three vote, three votes on Wentworth, three votes on Jeremy. So that means there's no votes because both of them played idols uh, for themselves. 
So for the first time in 31 seasons, there have been no votes cast at tribal council. Isn't that amazing? Other way, other way. That's 13. Okay. There we go. Um, I think that this is a, like a magical thing to be a part of. So here's what happens. Everyone revotes, but it can only be for Kimmy, Tasha, or Keith because Spencer has immunity and uh, Wentworth and Jeremy are both immune from playing idols on themselves. So the castaways are given a chance to strategize before voting again. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy asked who voted for him. He wants to get that out of the way. Who voted for him? This is going to influence who he votes for. And Jeremy tells Kimmy that he is disappointed in her for voting against him. That's going to come into play later in the episode. And then we go and we vote again. Hold on, no. we can't live by that skipping part. Jeremy skips yeah. back over to the voting. Yeah, I don't know, yeah, I don't know how much distance is over there, but he skips back over to give that vote. And here's the thing about it: is some people be like, "Well, you're being you're being some kind of way." Sometimes I think people don't touch it for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. You just told me after I sat there and said, "Hey, you're yeah. I'm loyal to you," and you just told me I'm not the target, and you absolutely made me the target on the vote. So there, there's no hiding from the vote. We know they needed three votes on, on both of them to get both of them out. That's the reason why they end up getting somebody out. So, okay, now you got the votes on uh, <laughs> on Kelly and you got the votes on, on Jeremy. And he's like, who voted for me? And Kimmy was like, which, Kimmy, all that happened was you got your hand cut in the cookie jar. And I, don't, I love the idea that you tried it. You just didn't yes. know that Jeremy had an idol. Because if he didn't have an idol, guess what? Jeremy would have been gone. It would have worked. A masterful play. Mm-hmm. And, in, and, in, and if he didn't play his idol, he walks out with an idol in his pocket. Masterful play by both of them. And I love that phase, too, of the tribal council. But it wasn't until the reunion show when Jeff put it on the board and put circles around it that I truly understood it. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. It was one of those things. I completely understood why Jeremy felt that way. Mm. I do know if I was on the jury and I saw that behavior, I would have been like, vile. Like, I, like just because I think, like, you know, she's tried to make this move. And this is the thing from the jury standpoint, you're looking at it of Spencer's just called Kimmy out. So as the jury, they're like, right, Spencer's just called Kimmy out. Oh, they tied. Well, why wouldn't Kimmy flip? Like, I feel like the jury would be looking at that situation going kimmy had every right to flip and then seeing jeremy's reaction i think the jury were all like ill would you ali really would you not skipped no i wouldn't i would have been mad and this is the thing i feel like jeremy has every right to say that he's disappointed because i know if i was in like that situation i would be the same i'd be like kimmy i'm really upset that you've done that because of the fact that I, because again, Jeremy had vouched for her. Completely understand that. I feel like going, like it, it, those little things of unintentionally, and again, this is just how upset Jeremy was, going, skipping along. Like it's obviously, it's that rubbing salt in the wound. That's and what we want to see. That's like, I know. Oh, that's, yeah, like Abby. I know. that's like Abby doing the stuff Abby does. We want to we want to see that as a viewer. Yeah, I, skip on. As a, I have to say, I I loved it. I loved it because yeah, the I'm thing skipping. was, and here's the you're. I mean, Ollie, you're right. It did rub some of the jury the wrong way, and yeah. he did have to explain this reaction later in the episode, which we're going to talk about when we get to that point. Uh, the thing was. 
I mean, he was probably on so much adrenaline just from the fact that he correctly played an idol on himself, realized that uh, someone who he really trusted betrayed him, was hurt by that, didn't think, didn't think she would do yeah. that, was proven wrong at Tribal. And I think he had every right to skip on yeah. down and and place the vote. Uh, yeah. You're right. It may have rubbed some people the wrong way, yeah. but the way he also explains it later, his reaction can you really fault him? I mean, no, that's the thing. Sorry, I was just going to say, I, it's not that I, it's not that I fault him. I just think all, all he kind of had to say was, like, I trusted you. You've lost my trust now. And like, the only thing I'm going to say in that situation when they were all trying to discuss one thing that I was kind of like looking at Spencer and I was like, shut your mouth, was when Kimmy was like, well, you've just proven I'm number four. Tasha, Tasha, Jeremy, and Spencer all say, but you're not number four. Jeremy can say that, fair enough. To a degree, Tasha could say that. Spencer, you've just excluded her. She was number four in your eyes. Yeah, and, Jer and Jeremy says it. I didn't say that. And that's the thing about it is, Survivor's right. dicey. But for viewers, this phase soon was great. It was like, oh, yeah. we got two <laughs> idols played, Two people you can't vote for. Now we only have three people you need to vote for. And who's the voters? The only the voters are everyone. everyone. So everyone, everyone can, vote. can vote. But it's a deadlock again. Yeah, we get it's a three votes on Kimmy, three votes on Tasha. We're never going to escape this tribal council. <laughs> so they are entitled because it's a brand new vote. Jeff says you are entitled to a revote, um, but the castaways agree that the votes are not changing. So they're saying, no, it's it's deadlocked. And we have Spencer, Wentworth, and Jeremy, uh, and Keith, get to, they get to try to come up with a unanimous decision before they go to rocks. And if a unanimous decision cannot be met, it ends up that Kimmy and Tasha are the ones who become immune because they had the votes against them. By default, though, if they go to rocks, the only person who is not immune ends up being Keith. Spencer has the uh, immunity challenge necklace on. Wentworth and Jeremy played idols for themselves. Kimmy and Tasha had their vo votes voided by um, being a deadlock. So the only person who would be able to receive votes is Keith, and he would be voted out. And this is where it gets very, very sad because Keith starts talking about, you know, Kimmy, Mama she waited there. a long time to play. She has her family at home. And he basically is tapping out. He says, I'm I'm satisfied if it's me. This made me, I was like sitting there going, Keith, come on. Like in a sense of that, that moment is to me, one of the moments that everyone should remember Keith as a player. Because when you look at this season and kind of Keith's, Keith has mentioned it before that, there's integrity. He Keith plays with integrity, and that showed it there because he was like, "Do you know what? You like he would step in like he was like, no, I value you as a person, and I did love that. Obviously, I understood everyone else being like, no, you've got to stay in Keith, like you've got to do it. But it was just that moment. You you just saw Keith being like, no, I want to take this as a, in a human like level, and I was I, I appreciated it, even though there was the the double-edged sword of, I don't want you to go, but I don't want Kimmy to go. 
it was just a lovely moment and I just I appreciate regardless of it I appreciate Keith in that moment you know it was it was Shivery's not dead mm-hmm. Shivery's is not dead I mean at the end of the day Keith looked at it as yeah this is a game it is I've had a great run but I understand here's the thing about it is people I don't think people know it. we're there all together for 24 7 we all talk what do we talk about? Our families, our kids, our families, our cousins, our likes, our dislikes. So you ultimately get to fast forward the relationship of a person that may take you 10 years and 10 days because you're there just talking because there's nothing else to distract you. And Kimmy, I mean, it, it was evident that Keith had talked to Kimmy because he knew about her. He knew about her kids. He knew about her family and whatnot. And at the end of the day, he was like, look, I want to play, but if it gives you one more day, I'm good with it. I'm, I'm good mm-hmm. with it. And Kelly was like, kick rocks. We, 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 won't, we won't keep. So, but again, in the game of Survivor, you have to make a decision to change something in order for someone else to play. I think Keith did the noblest thing ever. Hey, I'll give up my slot in the sense of, of chivalry. Wentworth was like, uh-uh. Wentworth was still in the game. Wentworth would say, nope, because if Keith goes, now you're stuck with Kelly. I mean, Kimmy, which we don't really know what's going to be the decision on that one. But it's one of, like Ali said, it's, it's these moments here that define who you look at and who you see as players. And then as you see as people, you know, you get in there, you say, OK, yeah, this is a game we're playing. We're having we're trying to do this. But then you also be like, hey, these are people. These are people that have real lives, real emotions, real everything. And Keith shows us that in, in how he approached not wanting to be voted out or wanting to be voted out instead of her being voted out. And I think if he'd have went to the jury, he would have won because people would have said you sacrificed yourself. Yeah, it was it was an emotional moment, uh, you know, getting sort of like choked up, even just kind of thinking about it. And I think it also, you know, Wentworth turns to him and says, I don't think you're ready to go. And then she goes ahead and changes her vote to Kimmy, which means that Kimmy is the first person in the finale to be sent to the jury. And we are going to take a very, very short one minute break, and then we're going to move on to part two of the finale. My name is Jonah Fielko, and I'm the CEO of Bracketology.tv, fantasy sports for reality television. We offer fantasy games for shows like The Bachelor, Survivor, Big Brother, RuPaul's Drag Race, and Counting. You start by creating a community. Within your community, you can create a fantasy league for each show that you want to play fantasy games for. Within the league, you can choose up to three of our four game types, and our most popular is the Advanced League. Choose a team of contestants, and depending on what they do and say during the episode, that's how your team will gain or lose points each week. We also have elimination-style games, like our Confidence Pool. This is where you choose how confident you are that each contestant will survive elimination that week. And we've also got March Madness-style brackets. Come back a couple hours after the episode to check your scores and watch you climb the leaderboard. Bracketology is free to play, so grab your friends, your family, your coworkers, and head to bracketology.tv for more info. All right, part two. It's, it was great. We got like three mini episodes of Survivor in this one finale. So it's now three versus two at camp. We have Tasha, Jeremy, and Spencer versus Wentworth and Keith. And Wentworth is not particularly thrilled about how Tribal went. She did save herself with an idol, but you know, it didn't it didn't really uh play out like she had hoped, yeah. unfortunately for her. Oh and, like sorry, I was just gonna say just quickly, you could tell she was mad. 
and bravo for her for not doing it but it's kind of like tasha was like babe you were upset be up like you're allowed to be upset well yeah because she was like she just basically picked who she wanted to play with she wanted to play with key she didn't want to play with kimmy and then again fostering those relationships throughout the season you could tell that there wasn't a true relationship between her and Kimmy. So why was she going to keep her? She had no problem. Look, Kelly had no problem getting rid of Kimmy. Keith had a problem getting rid of Kimmy, but Kelly had no problem because she knew at the end of the day, one or two, one, one or two more moves puts them into the final three. And who best right. to go with somebody that you trust or you take a chance with somebody that you're not sure about. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Wentworth was put in a really interesting position she could have her like it could have been two different strategies going on keith she definitely trusted more than kimmy right she was working with keith way more and way closer than she was with kimmy however if you kept kimmy in there's a chance that regardless of what happens um unless kimmy wins immunity that the three that she betrayed spencer jeremy and tasha would target kimmy over wentworth so I think she made the right choice regardless, but you know, there was definitely different strategies that could have been going through Wentworth's head during tribal when it got to that moment. And then we get, we go back to the live studio audience where Jeff does a live recap. Like you mentioned, Abraham, where he sort of used a chalkboard to talk about everything that happened at that historic tribal council in front of the audience. And I thought that was a really fun touch. I really enjoyed that, but we waste no time. They didn't know how to explain that nonsense until they got back. So they made a good, that was, that was excellent TV right there. Cause I was like, wait a minute. I really enjoyed them explaining it. Cause I was like, hold up. I don't really get it either. Because you got to remember now they're doing it on spur of the moment. When they're showing it to us on TV, they've had time to wash it out and make sure it all sounds good. But when Jeff is sitting up there, he's literally having to say, oh, well, wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, oh, okay. We don't know. Tribal is never as short as you think it is. It's never 15 minutes. So never look at TV and be like, oh, tribal's 15 minutes. It's not. It when do you think they created those very specific rules? Like, I'm sure that Jeff had to interact with some producers as this was happening to be like, are we following what we've already established in the world of Survivor? Are we making sure that those rules are being followed and that it's understandable to the audience? Well, I mean, pretty sure that, you know, we got 30 odd seasons in our belt. They've come in, they've either encountered these situations before and was like, oh, what do we do? So, you know, Two people playing idol at the same time would have been encountered before. So, yeah. but two people playing the same idol, canceling themselves out. One person got immunity. Three people left in the deadlock vote. It, it may have been a scenario that they have to play out, or somebody creates. They run through all this stuff beforehand. Um, they do not show us the survivor rules. So I cannot tell you. They don't be like, "Hey, players, oh. here are the rules." We, we never see those. So. Wait, that's interesting. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. They don't tell us. Oh. <laughs> We, we have another immunity challenge that we got to get to. So the castaways are going to race to a series of six stations to collect bags of puzzle pieces. They will then solve a puzzle once they collect all the bags. First person to finish the puzzle wins individual immunity. Um, this obstacle course looked really slippery. Did you see everyone just like slipping and sliding at the stations? Yeah, it, was it scared me. Yeah. Well, again, Kelly is a beast. Because Kelly said, I'm taking on the hardest challenge first. But like I said, they don't stop you from getting hurt. They only help you after you get hurt. And it just looked like it was this. Now, the running part on Slickwood, yeah. But here's what I tell you. When we have to purchase our shoes for the for the games, because they make sure we have the proper shoes, they do tell you to get shoes that you can wear in and outside of wet surfaces. Okay. So I have a pair of shoes no, that I still have to this day 
that I can go either in the water with or I could go like if I go hiking, I can wear them hiking because they still have a grip to them on slick surfaces. Okay. So it's not like now you may try to go and get some other stuff that you feel comfortable with, but it ain't gonna work for you. Okay. And you only get one pair of shoes? No. Um, you get game shoes when you got to play challenges. You get a pair of regular shoes when you just walk around, whatever. Uh, and there's another set. So I ended up having three pair of shoes. The shoes I started the show with, they got destroyed when I jumped in the water, so they were gone. Um, <laughs> so you had two my, pairs of shoes. My flip-flops that got destroyed again when I jumped out the boat. Uh, they got destroyed. Um, one pair of shoes. And another pair of shoes. No, you got then you got your actual other clothes that you brought with you for the show. You got those shoes. So yeah, you, you get about four shoes, four pair of shoes. Okay. But, yeah, it's, it's but those flip-flops that I love that I bought somewhere in the world that was so comfortable. Yeah, I jumped off a boat one time and then you got a story. Honestly, I thought of this question yesterday when we were talking about the immunity challenge because I saw all, like most of the players kept their shoes on for that. And I was like, really? Like, okay. I, I think I would have made the same choice, but I was just, I was thinking the whole time, like, how do we dry these after this? So that's cool well, to yeah. know. I think if you see Woo, Woo was the first person I saw had the little feet shoes. We got your toes oh, yeah. and stuff in them. Oh, yeah. And Wentworth has those too. I was like, man. But these look too close to it's, it's too much stuff in my foot thing on that one. I was like, I'm good. Hmm. Well, I you were right. Wentworth is a beast at this. I from the edit, I kind of had the feeling as soon as uh Jeff pointed out that she was doing all of the harder ones first, we kind of knew. Well, Ollie? That would have been my strategy. Yeah, it's a great strategy. Yeah. The thing I, with I this mean, look, sorry, you got me too, Ollie. <laughs> It's definitely the right call for this because you spend more time when in the beginning and then you are very fast to get those last ones to start working on your puzzle. And we see that play out really well for Wentworth because she makes it to the puzzle first. Yeah. Well, first of all, again, I know I've said this about another challenge, but this is also one of my favorite survivor challenges. Same here. Just like, I just, it's one of my favorite. My other one was the standing on the water one. Um, okay. But this challenge I love because there is some strategy to it because it's you, you have to see like what have other people what have other people not done yet? Because again, I would have done the same thing as Kelly. Whatever one looks the hardest, I'm gonna do first, get it out of the way. And then from there I'm gonna be like, right, where can I see that already two at least two people have done? If two people have already done that one, there's less people that are gonna be on that obstacle. So I'll do that. Give me a clear path. Then the last one, easiest one. But Kelly hacked one of those challenges, which I was so, yes. uh, I was like, bravo, well done. Because the hardest one, she took the planks and then put her feet on the rope and went, dun, 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 dun. something that should have taken her a lot longer, sped through it. I was like, well done, Kelly, one more. Well done. You know, you know who was doing real bad? Spencer. No matter. Spencer was just horrible at this challenge. I think everybody had all their bags except for Spencer, and they were still waiting on him. But it was, you know what? I, I Again, I applaud CBS when they get it right. I applaud them when they get it right. They put the effort in, got a great challenge going, and they put you to work. So you know you earned it at the end. And Kelly came to play. Yep. It was, it was a really great um, moment to see 
Wentworth win. I always like when you know that there's someone who is on the bottom getting that clutch immunity win. It just, it really, really, really felt great because honestly, out of Keith and Wentworth, I think Wentworth was going to be first to go if she didn't win immunity, um, but she does. And it's her second individual immunity win of the season, which is awesome. Uh, but then we do have Keith who feels like he is in trouble. So then we got the go back to camp and talk about it. <laughs> now we got to say, okay, how do we outwit somebody? And I think Kelly came up with a great idea to outwit. <laughs> this was perfect. So Jeremy, Tasha, and Spencer, they leave camp to talk. I'm not sure why they really had to do that, but it's formality, I guess. Uh, Wentworth wants Keith to make Jeremy, Tasha, and Spencer think he has an idol to boost paranoia. So Wentworth makes Keith a fake idol out of like all of these different materials that she kept throughout the season. Two things with this. One, do we remember at the beginning of the season when Wentworth thought that Cass was making a fake idol? Yeah. Uh, oh. Comes full circle. And it was a birthday present this, for her. The birthday present. That was really nice. But this fake idol was probably the best designed fake idol I had seen. Oh, yeah. She, she said she had collected stuff throughout the, the season. I was like, what were you doing? You out there in a knitting? I was like, because <laughs> it was a good, it was a great idol, but where were you getting stuff from? Like, well, I know she was getting stuff from Tree Mail. And then she oh. she must those those beads looked like there was a bunch of them from something, whether it was on bags or what. But no, that that fake idol, like you could pass that as a real one. Like could. Jeff could have probably looked at it and gone, "Well, we did say it was different, and that looks like from our team." Yeah, sure, it's a real idol. <laughs> well. That's, I mean, we'll talk about it more at Tribal. There's the debate about if Keith, if Keith should have played it or not. And we'll talk about more about what happens there. Um, but it looks really convincing. And I think Keith did a really nice job. Like you, they kind of, they, they kind of edited it in a way. I'm not sure if it actually happened on the beach where Jeremy and Spencer and maybe Tasha, I forget if they cut to her, but like sort of noticed that Keith was like shuffling things around and like had something in his pocket, things like that, just to kind of leave the clue that Keith might have something. But we also get Jeremy who tells Tasha that he has a funny feeling that Keith and Wentworth are up to something. And we know that they're at final five. So this is the last time anyone can play an idol. So Jeremy tries signaling something to keith this was really <laughs> funny i love this but he, he's tasha is like um resting next to jeremy so he tries to do this like very um inconspicuously where he tries like flagging keith down but keith is just not getting it nobody ever said keith was deaf let's stop playing keith oh, is not dead keith is just there ignoring uh just so they can see you know use spencer's good name uh, you know what's funny is these are the seasons before they started going through people's bags or I don't remember because yeah. you know back in the day they just went through your bag <laughs> so it's interesting nobody was trying to go through anybody's bag or anything mm -hmm. um, but that Jeremy Keith edit for 30 seconds or one minute or how long it lasts so I was like that was that was wrong for that just just drag that on out I, like, I love it because it was funny kidding. That was we've all we've all been in situations like that where we're trying to get someone's attention and they like are just are not seeing you and i loved it keith was just keith was in his own world at that moment and he was like oh yes but to be fair i know this kind of pat like looked as though like jeremy was just being paranoid um and kind of two things with it 
number one, you kind of see in this moment how much Tasha is putting herself as the calming influence in like kind of this situation, in this final five. You kind of see like Tasha's the one like, be calm, we've got this, don't like do anything crazy. Oh, yeah. Like she's definitely the glue in that round. Um, but also I feel like people will be like, Jeremy was just trying to like keep like being paranoid and stuff. Part of me felt like he was doing that. He did that thing in, to Keith and stuff to ensure that, you know, he made sure that, okay, if you do Spencer, I will definitely like consider it. Like basically trying to be like, make him the vote, not me. Because- well, you don't want to yeah. Yeah. So I, I, do, I do think that was really, I do think that was a smart move of him because he was like, I just want to make sure it's not my name. Even if I just don't want the vote, I don't want the paranoia. So I do think that was smart of him to do. It was just the 25 minutes of. <laughs> it was a long time. It was like, what are they doing? That was a good edit. Um, but I think it's, Ali, is, Ali is absolutely correct. It's like, I know you're going to put somebody's name down on a parchment. Just put Spencer's name down. You ain't got to put my name down. Just put Spencer's name yeah. down. Which is, which is again, it's, it's, it's how you play the game. Because if, if an idol do pop up, who would you rather get voted out? You or Spencer? Just because you didn't communicate yeah. to somebody. A, a thousand percent. But this does give Keith the impression that Jeremy might be trying to go to the end with Keith and Wentworth. I think that might be a stretch, but I can see why Keith was sort of feeling like that at that moment. Um, I feel like it would have been more convincing bad gameplay from Jeremy, but let's say hypothetically, if Jeremy went and had a, like a full-on conversation with Keith and Wentworth, I think that would have been the wrong move. I think oh. Jeremy did just enough here to make sure that if they did write someone's name down, it wasn't going to be his name. Um, and then we go to Tribal Council. We're going to find out, is Keith going to play his imaginary idol or not? Savage does wear a beanie, just wanted to flag that. Um, yeah. And Wentworth Wentworth says that she had to win the immunity, otherwise she was going home, and I believe that. Yeah, oh, yeah she's going. You won. Well, we... I mean, look, you won. You're a competitor. You, you won. I mean, Keith has won. Here's the thing about it is, the last two that could be voted out have shown that they can win at any of uh, the challenges. Once they eliminated Joe, it was like open season again, which was said by Kelly herself. Everybody has a fair chance of winning at any immunity challenge. So on a given day, any one of them could win. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we, we know that Keith is feeling like, all right, well, this is probably my time unless something truly changes. Uh, and he starts shuffling around, you know, um, oh, I think it was also interesting. Spencer says something about like, this was the season of blind size, blind sides, and maybe sticking to a group becomes the new big move. And I was like, okay, um, sure. And I love that Keith starts messing around. I was I really was hoping that he would take it out and wear it. I, you know, like I, th I think they needed to see it. And I think that he even could have done that thing of I'm safe today. Who are we voting out? Mm. Are we, are we going back to the, to the actual winning circle when Keith says why he doesn't do it yet? Are we gonna hold on to that one? Yeah. We can talk about it now. Yeah. I mean, Keith at the uh, reunion, <laughs> He says, wait, because Jeff asks him, why didn't you play it? Which is yeah. a question that I I feel like I understood why Keith didn't physically play it. But Keith responds, Abraham, uh, like you said, in a way where it's like he just didn't want to go out of the game like that. Yeah. 
it's, it's, he's like, oh, this is cheesy. He said it was a. It's just not who he is as as a person. And sometimes yeah. you you like Ali has said, there's certain things you just that's lying in the sand. You're just not gonna do. You know, as much as every person looks at you and be like, that'll have been the right move. It may have got Keith one more day, but it wouldn't have gotten to the top three. Because when we see the next challenge, we see why. So it's like, mm, does this work for me? And he's like, as a person who I am, I'm not going to do it. Which I can I can applaud both ways. I can see both sides. Play it. Get another day. You never know what's going to happen. Um, but Keith was like, no, nah, that's not who I am. He said, that's cheesy. I'm, I wasn't going to do it. The question is, where, where's the idol at now? Did he keep it? I have it. Uh, you got it? Oh, you got it. Wow. I got it. I got it first Survivor UK season two. I never thought about taking. Here's a here's here's a funny story. You go to Tree Mail, you get all this stuff right here, and and no time in my mind I think about oh throw this in your bag because this is you know stuff you can keep for later. Hmm. I met a, a old school Survivor player from the original ones. He had an individual that came to visit him. He gave everything he had got to to that person, <laughs> and he said, "Go back and look at the video." <laughs> and I was like, "Really?" He said, "Go back and look at the video," and it'll and he's and he pointed to where the stuff was with the person added that I was like oh because these I mean these are memories that you'll never be able to recreate unless you go back out there and I mean these are these are things that just hey a part of this whole thing called surviving your memories of it so keep I'm pretty sure keep took his with him and they're wherever James might have his two immunity things on the wall or burnt to the crisp who knows yeah look can I ask the question because uh, I'm I was confused why Jeff was asking it this way because it was a fake idol. So even if he played it, he was still going home. And like, I don't know why Jeff was so fixated on the, why didn't you get up? Why didn't you play it as an idol? To me, the question I would have asked in place of that was why didn't you make more of a show of having an idol at yeah. tribal? I was confused by it. I feel like yeah. he made yeah. the right decision not to like physically give it to Jeff, Jeff and play it. If you know it's a fake idol after they get the votes, it's a wrap. Because there's really no, what was the incentive for them not to vote for you? What I would have done was, as we were sitting there talking, going back and forth, I'd have went into my bag. I'd have just yeah. pulled it out. I'd have put it on and been like, what were we talking about again, Jeff? And then I'd have let the cause fall where they're made. I wouldn't have said anything else. I'd have been like, well, Jeff, I'm ready to vote. I mean, it just, it's in, in, to me, that's how you presented it. I would because after they do votes, it's like they had no incentive not to vote for Keith. Yeah, Keith only Eve, needed what absolutely. three votes. Yeah. Eve, even if he'd like pretended to like subtly go into his bag, put it in his pocket, thinking he'd been discreet, but pretending and being like, "Oh no, maybe they can see me doing this." Like it's one like again, it would have been smarter if he'd alluded or just flat out done it beforehand. So I do understand that. But yeah. I, again, I think it, it's it's just, it's Keith's integrity. He's like, that's not me as a player. I'm not going to do it. And we've seen throughout the season, Keith is going to do Keith. Yeah, Keith's going to be Keith. Yeah, Keith. there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> now, Fishback? <laughs> He'd have played it. He'd have swung it around. Definitely. He'd have swung it around, gone up to each person individually and gone, look at my idol. Isn't this lovely? Look at this <laughs> hey, Kelly, Kelly would have played because she made it. So, I mean, there are plenty of players that would have played it. Uh, Keith just wouldn't want them. That's all. Yeah. yeah, and you you were right, Abraham. He gets three votes. Uh, Spencer, Tasha, and Jeremy vote for Keith, and Spencer gets two votes. Keith and Wentworth. Keith is voted out, and 
uh, goes on to the jury. So we are going to take a very quick 47 second break. Unless Ollie, you wanted to say something about Keith? We can, we know we can say it afterwards. We can go about it afterwards. All right. Well, you heard Ollie. We are going to take a very quick 47 second break and then we are going to talk about part three of the finale. Hi, Survivor Now podcast listeners. I am Katie from KT Designs, better known as Katie Tedesco Art on both Instagram and Etsy. I have been designing and selling Survivor products for over seven years at my Etsy shop, including replicas like hidden immunity idols and Survivor trading cards with all of the players' stats on the back. I am so grateful for Survivor Now for giving me this shout out and helping me reach even more super fans. I love listening to their podcast. So if you are looking for some really unique reality TV products for yourself or to give a super fan in your life, come check out my Etsy shop at www.etsy.com slash shop slash katietedescoart.com. All right, Ollie, start us off. No, I just wanted to say, when the votes were being read, why was Spencer looked so annoyed when he saw his two votes? That was that was the only thing I wanted to mention, because when you watch the thing, do you see him go, like, almost like, what? Why me? And I'm like, they could have, there was three options, mate. Why are you mad that they, yeah, sorry. That, Foreshadowing. You also, you always playing. Who put my name out there? Well, nobody can really say they, here's again, the vote doesn't tell who did what, but the people that did it. Yeah, truly. Well, let's move on to the next individual immunity challenge. With one hand, this is my favorite. With one hand tied behind their backs, the castaways will drop balls through a spiral track only to retrieve them before they hit the ground. At regular intervals, they will add additional balls to the track, and the track has a gate on it, which will change the direction that each one falls. Castaways are out of the challenge if a ball drops to the ground and the last person standing wins individual immunity. This is, I love this challenge. I love it. It's so easy to get distracted during yeah. this challenge. It's, it's all about concentration. And I feel like the thing is, is if you get into a state where you feel like you're rushing, it's so easy to panic and then get overwhelmed and then like, screw over, like screw yourself in the challenge i think the only way i would have, like if i ever do this challenge the only way i feel like i'd be able to cope with it is almost doing like a pacing thing in my head like every time i watch the, the challenge i just think the only way i could do it is being like one two three four five six seven eight one like something like that i feel like that's the only way mm. to keep your kind of brain going with so. this when you can't block out doing the challenge jeff Jeff is Jeff be on you, man. And Jeff is let me tell you something. Jeff is merciless. <laughs> and he's he's in the back of your head. It feels like Jeff is right here. And he's oh, he talked so bad about us on our first challenge. I was like, this mother. I said, Jeff, I can hear you. Why are you why are you dogging us like this? We're trying our best, man. He be on you. And he's like, hey, watch out. Tasha, you almost dropped it, and you like what? You like your concentration is is not where it should be sometimes. And if Jeff is just as much part of this challenge as the challenge is as a challenge, because you're good with one or two balls, you good with three. I think we'll all be successful with three. I think we can time it. But when he started going to fourth and five, and I was like. And then the gates were on different sides. I was like, but you could always oh, yeah. hear. Jeff. 
Jeff was narrating your destruction. One of y'all gonna drop it. I just don't know which one it's gonna be. Um, it's a great challenge, man. I think it's, but it's it's a harder challenge at day 30, 31, um, because now physically you you feel, and then you take one of my hands. I need my other hand. Um, you take one of my hands away from me. Now I got to kind of figure out how to time all this. Really, it's two phases. I, I got to give Ali on credit. Mental phase is one part of it. Knowing when to drop that ball in there is crucial to the second part. Yeah, yeah. and I think someone on um, 44, yeah, they did it on 44. Someone said um, in a postseason interview, like the timing doesn't always add up depending on which track the ball goes down. Like one is quicker than the other. So it becomes really difficult to even start timing it to a specific beat. And I mean, it just, it it's such a great, challenge and you're right i think everyone makes it to four ball to four balls on the track before people start dropping out who dropped yeah. first tasha was wentworth. tasha was first wentworth. It was wentworth. Was wentworth first i thought tasha yeah. was first wentworth had a really had a, big reaction to getting out she just had a mental lapse man i mean it's easy yeah. it's people talk about it from sitting on the chair which i was a man i used to bash people on survivor on a chair all the time don't get me wrong so i don't you think i'm better than anybody but i understand Firsthand, and I was like, "Ooh, you hardy yourself because one, she knows she needed to win." Yep. This is between being in a part of a conversation for a million dollars or sitting on a jury and deciding who gets a million dollars. Yeah. Wentworth. I mean, we see the different reactions between Wentworth and Jeremy, who ends up winning this challenge. He. This is his first uh, individual immunity challenge win of the season, right on time. It's like the perfect. I feel like if I was on Survivor, this is sort of what my dream would sort of be, which is winning it right at the very end. It's such an important one to win, but what a wonderful like cherry on top of his story, really. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you, you guarantee yourself you're going to go to it. You're going to at least have an opportunity to speak to the jury. And I mean, for a guy that probably is not that emotional, Jeremy has exuded a lot of emotional restraint to try to focus on the game and he, he's kept his he's kept whatever motivation to take what you said is valid on his wife and his kids um and and said hey this is this is why i'm out here this is why i'm i'm trying to forge ahead but i'm gonna move that to the side if you want to ensure yourself in the final three winning the last minute challenge doesn't that that you don't have to worry about voting you know it's gonna be three other people that got to vote regardless if they're on your team or not it's not you that night and that gets you into the final three so on so many different levels it, it's this is the one if you didn't want to win any of the other ones or you didn't win one of the other ones you wanted to win this one because you can see how disappointed spencer was spencer probably was his biggest threat once wentworth went out not to say tasha couldn't play the game but once spencer once wentworth went out you know that she could be voted for okay now you really kind of battling between your own group so you don't have to worry about if somebody turns at the end, which we've seen in Survivor, where this is the part right here where you got somebody that thought they were going to be a part of the three get voted out. And you'd be like, oh, man, I made it so close. So it's Jeremy. I can understand his 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 just joy of this being in this position. Yeah. And you are right, Abraham. I think we see some of that paranoia of maybe I'm not going to be taken to the end like I thought I was with Spencer. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to camp. Jeremy wins individual immunity. You know, uh, Tasha, Spencer, and Jeremy, they're all celebrating, prematurely celebrating being part of the final three. Um, however, Tasha, you know, says, 
that really she and Spencer are at the mercy of Jeremy sure. because he truly does decide who gets to go with him unless the votes tie. So there is some discussion here. Spencer says that he really hopes that his uh, relationships, the relationships that he has built are strong enough to get him to the end. I saw those air quotes, Ollie. Um, and he doesn't want Wentworth to write his name. So this is an interesting conversation. Let's break this down, where he basically just says, I don't want you to write my name. I have such a great shot of winning. What was this? Stupid. That's what it was. It was stupid. Like, no. But it was it was that, like, you watch that moment, and then you kind of see Kelly's confessional, where, he, like, she's going... Spencer thinks he has a good shot. All right then, go Jeremy. Like, it's one of those. Spencer is talking about how he had such a good game, but you're talking to Kelly as if she has no shot. She's still in the game. There's still a couple of hours before they're going to tribal. What, like, don't say that. Like, if if you know, like, again, if. If all he wanted to do was just get him her not to vote for him, do you know what? If you know, if you feel confident that you've got Tasha and Jeremy, don't poke the bear. Don't do well, it. Again, let's, let's, I tell you, this is this is Spencer's demise. Yes. This is this is this is Spencer worked on these last three or four tribals, how not to win Survivor. Because you're right, Ollie. Why would you even worry about that? You, you need to try to say, okay, you, jury management is what you want now. I'll let Jeremy talk to her. I wouldn't say nothing. I'll be like, yeah, Jeremy, man, y'all would have been a good battle. And y'all played an excellent game. I wish we could have got together a little earlier, you know, you know, did some things, but didn't pan out like that. I'll pin it on Tasha. Be like, hey, you know, Tasha. But here's the thing. Now you don't send somebody to the jury mad at you. Back to pettiness again. Uh, well, she legitimately should be mad because you're basically saying you're not going to win, so you might as well throw your vote my way. No. It was horrible jury management. I I, I, it, I, was actually, I was shocked. And this is where, to me, Spencer's game, like, really plateaus. And we'll talk about it more about at Tribal 2. But like you said, Ollie, I mean, you sort of mentioned, like, why is Spencer doing this if you felt so com uh, comfortable with Jeremy and Tasha uh, about going to the final three with them? And to me, this means that he truly wasn't confident that jeremy and tasha would take him to the final three and i think he his fear is starting to show itself in the old way that he used to play this game and it's like poking out again yeah we're just reverting back so i know uh, i was just gonna say it's even reverting back to something i mentioned yesterday where he made a comment that he doesn't like he's saying he has a good social game but doesn't trust anyone <laughs> that's not that's, that's not a good social game <laughs> No, and this is where I think Wentworth does a really nice job too, is she takes that information. Oh, great. Spencer feels like he has a great case to win the game. Hey, Jeremy, guess what? Um, I think Spencer's going to be much harder to beat than I would be because, you know, he's saying he feels really good about his case when he goes to pitch it to the jury. Um, and I think Wentworth was smart to come about this conversation in this way. I think it's really the only card she kind of could play at this moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. He played to the end. You, I mean, he played to the house is burnt down and, and and nothing's left. And uh, Wentworth played a great game. I mean, it's just that sometimes you get the people you need, sometimes you don't get the people you need. She just didn't. I think if Sierra was still there, 
if Sierra and Keith were still there and they had the dominant three, I mean, it was just so many different numbers that could have worked in her favor. Mm -hmm. But again, that's also partly due to Kelly and how she played. Had she saved Joe, you know, it's so many different moves you can make in Survivor or making this season that could have had Kelly sitting in Jeremy's position. And she would have been there buying for the million dollars. Now, mm -hmm. Kelly would have beat Spencer as well. I don't think Spencer would have beat Kelly. Um, but it's interesting to see. I don't think Jeremy wants to sit next to Kelly either. So it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. So it really doesn't make a difference who you're going to. I don't want to sit next to. You can manipulate the thoughts on. You can manipulate the thoughts on Spencer. And Spencer has done enough his own self-sabotage. Where Kelly basically has it. She's played. And she struggled from the very end to the beginning to the end. And she has to fight and claw to get there. Who was the therapist that they voted everybody on their tribe except for two people? And they ended that up was Denise. Denise and Denise ended up winning her season. Mm -hmm. But they came from the dead bottom to get there. And then you win the season. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. That Well, that's the thing. Right now, that's the thing with Spencer and Kelly. They both do have, to a degree, this underdog story. I think the difference, and I think it's what Jeremy notices, Kelly has better jury management and more kind of sway with the jury, whereas Spencer has within, I'm even going to go as far as to say Final Seven, from Final Seven he has been slowly forgetting about that jury management and going down and down, whereas Kelly has always had that in the back of her thought, which kind of is at this point is not good for her. But I did also appreciate Jeremy showing just the, the teeny tiny bit of his secret messiness going, well, I could send you to fire. I could give you fire. <laughs> that was yeah. I was like, would I was like, would you want to go to fire? Oh. Would you want to go to fire? Fire is always fun. I mean, for viewers, that's great to look at fire. I'd have been like, Let, let's do it. But again, it kind of leads to fate. It kind of leads more to fate than actually yeah. picking the person that you think you can beat or know you can beat. Um, but I think I think in the hammock swinging on the beachfront, yeah, that's a good that's a good option. Fire. It doesn't say no. It doesn't say yes. It's a good compromise. It really yeah, is. And we go to tribal council. I don't think Wentworth is expecting to go to fire at this point, and I don't think Jeremy is even really considering it. I no. think I do think Jeremy is still up in the air about Spencer or Wentworth, but this is where. It's funny to say this is where Spencer earns his place in the final tribal because Jeremy sees that for all the wrong reasons. Exactly. Jeremy reads the room really well here in terms of Spencer's really emotional maturity at this point at this tribal council, because Jeremy does say, you know, he's keeping it ambiguous that he's been close to Tasha and Spencer, but he has to do what's best for him. And he knows that he has to sit at the end with people that he can beat. And this gets Spencer going, especially also, I think Wentworth has a part in making sure that Spencer doesn't get any jury votes because she, the moment she says that she is voting for Spencer due to him being a threat to win, he goes <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, like it was that moment. You, like the thing is, we all know it was that moment Jeremy was like, yeah, we're keeping him because right now that's going to help me in final tribal. But why, like it was, it, it harkens back to almost um, Stephen and token teams. Like, because I think Stephen, like, to get to the end, kind of 
did was there was a bit of threatening and there was a bit of well don't if you do that i'm doing this like in front of the jury why are you telling someone if you send me there i'm gonna make it my mission for you not to win like you've just shown the entire jury if that was any of them he would do the same and i'm saying this now props to tasha for shutting up and i know that jeff kind of alluded to it and she just went because well, like, and the thing is, to her to her credit, that is a subtle move for Tasha to go. I ain't saying anything. Yeah. Because it's going to be them two batting it out. This secures my spot. I'm not doing anything. I'd be the same if I had two other people yelling and screaming. I ain't saying nothing. I'm going to let them battle it out. If if this gets me to the end, I ain't mad at it. It is thing. Survivor don't separate people from who they really are. They, they, they're just to some extent it amplifies who you are and we're just seeing who he could be i'm not saying that's yeah. who he is now no we're saying what he's capable of and you're just doing it at the wrong time now if this was early in the season i mean you know when there were three tribes or two tribes yeah, you get away with it because you're not gonna see those people on the jury and people are gonna forget about that because you're gonna vote other people out and they're gonna be mad about other things but i think at this point in time you definitely do not get kelly's vote so we ain't even got to worry about that part um, Tasha, and I'm, I'm 100% agreement with Ollie on this assessment. Sometimes you just got to sit quiet and TV. Let me tell you, Jeff is there to snag and pull you into the drama. That's his, it's just part of his job. So sometimes you got to be like, uh uh, man, uh uh, no, go, go on to the next person, move, move to the right or left. I ain't got nothing to say to you tonight. And Tasha was like, mm mm mm, mm, -mm. Just Tasha swatted, swatted his hand and went, go away, Jeff. Bye bye. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, go away. That's what she this. Yeah. This. Tasha. I feel like was thinking like a producer this entire season and didn't let herself fall into a lot of the traps that could have happened if she responded certain ways to certain questions that were thrown at her. We talked about mm -hmm. um, yesterday's episode where she wasn't picked for the reward and Jeff tried to pull her into that drama too. And she was like, no, I'm good. I'm just going back to camp. So I feel like, honestly, I agree with both of you. Great on ta Tasha just to be like, we're, it's fine. We're good. I'm I'm safe. Hey, that's why like, they call it a second truly. chance, not not first time. The second chance. You know what not to play with Jeff Wynn beyond that nonsense. Yeah, yeah. I this it, it was it was so hard to see Spencer threaten Jeremy and say I'm going to do everything in my power if you vote me out. You are not winning this game. Wentworth is winning this game because she would have deserved it. I was shocked. But what you fail to realize is, one, y'all blindsided a lot of people. You only going back to Ponderosa with people that you voted on anyway. <laughs> They're going to be like, what are you talking about? We're, we're not siding with you, man. You voted us out anyway. So why would I sign yeah. with you to vote? And you, and you were underhanded at doing it. Keith and everybody yeah. else is still there. So I'm like, but again, how do you manipulate people in Survivor? Once he said that, your personal, like we, we looked at Keith this, this this episode and we saw the shivery in Keith, who he was. That would mm -hmm. have endeared Keith for votes. Because people would have been like, he was about to give up his spot. He has my vote. Because he's played a straight cut, straight ahead forward type of game. Same thing with Spencer. Oh, so you think you can come back in and tell us what to do? This is this is the difference out of it now. Because now we get to vote and say, who will get a million dollars? Well, you might have had two votes over there that you needed to beat any of the two that's sitting there. Well, now you don't have them anymore. Or you might have somebody that's been bullied by somebody. And they'd be like, oh, so you a bully. Okay, we got a secret for you. 
there's a difference between getting a million dollars and not getting a million dollars because you decided to be somebody that's in their memory, somebody that made a bad experience for them. And that's what's really because of people. It's not like we're separating ourselves from who we really are. We're just playing a game. And how you come across is how I perceive it based off of my past. And I said, damn, Spencer, mm-hmm. here you go. You crashed and burned when you could have played a strategic game and beat Jeremy, but you didn't because mm-hmm. you couldn't stop talking. Well, he just, it's so sad to see because from Final Seven, you've just seen kind of Spencer's end game topple. And like, it's, 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 yeah, it's just, it's sad to see. I, I do want to throw out, I mean, Spencer has been an incredible castaway this season in terms of the way he was sort of able to carry on the theme of I'm changing how I played the first time and implementing that change into this game now. And I thought that that was sort of like a very steady story arc this season. And I do want to just say, I have no idea how I would react in this situation. You are so close to the end. I could see why it, it was he was getting a little bit worked up in terms of all of the things going through his mind of what could possibly go wrong and how he might not make it to final three. But I think he just, if he took a, a second to step back and just acknowledge his position and breathe, he would have been just fine. But it's unfortunate that this happened, but it did. And I love that Wentworth, when she goes up to vote and she puts Spencer's name on the parchment, she says, this is the last time I'm writing your name down on this parchment. And that is true. Yeah, so I mean, now, now you die. now look, that's one vote for somebody. <laughs> so, and again, you did that in a, in a moment. I mean, and again, maturity, I think, comes into it and how to navigate these landmines of different personalities and whatnot. At what time? I mean, that was a speech that didn't need to happen. I mean, you already had your alliance. You're already going to vote her out anyway. You didn't have to, you know, hit her with a a block of ice, drown her, set her on fire. You did all kind of crazy stuff that wasn't necessary. And then you looked at your alliance like, hey, Jeremy, you got two choices. Take her or take me. But if you don't, I'm going to make a chaos in your life. And we see that. And the very first person on the jury, when it's time to say, OK, convince me to vote for you, come back and break to burn him again. Jeremy, I mean, Jeremy, Spencer burnt his own entire house down in these last few episodes of not being able to win a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And we know Spencer in the reunion has said um, he it was actually hard for him. He had to stop watching this season and stop watching Survivor based you know he he had this conversation with jeff just based on the fact he 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 loved that he was vulnerable throughout the season he likes how he was portrayed for most of it but he said it was hard to acknowledge that he could have played his game differently at the end to better solidify himself for the win i feel like he honestly i feel like he considers himself to have made a move similar to Wu when Wu first played just in his actions here. It's like a, it's like a, the mix between Wu and Steven Fishback, in my opinion. No, you don't think so, Abraham? No, Wu, Wu took, um, Tony, Tony. Yeah. He took it out of, uh, out of loyalty. He said, Hey, you know, Tony's been there for me. Tony's doing anything there. Wu never, Wu never came across as a bully. And that's unfortunately what, uh, Spencer was coming across as a straight up all down everyday bully where Wu was just it's dealing with people loyal yeah I just meant I thought I thought that Spencer felt like he made a move as detrimental to his game like Wu not the fact that Wu played like him at all because yeah. oh yeah yeah because he did I mean 
Spencer's Spencer's demise started before that tribal. Yeah. And it started and it just kind of continued. I guess it just kind of continued to build. If you go back and look at it, <laughs> if you go back and look at it, 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 it just kept building where he felt like he didn't have control and he wanted that control back. And he wanted people to see that he was making these decisions and he was the one that was going to make this happen. And he just couldn't navigate that last part, which is difficult. Don't take it. You know, it's 30 some days minimum food, physical activities, and conversations we don't have privilege to because they didn't, they didn't show it to us, that he's having to manage in his mind, which can be difficult. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Jeremy or Tasha's better of them. I'm just saying they've dealt with more of them. You know, Jeremy's a firefighter. Keith is a firefighter. You know, uh, Tasha's an accountant. You know, you've dealt with more people, and they said throughout the episode and people that you deal with that this is not an uncommon occurrence to me in this situation here, where for mm-hmm. him, he was dealing with new situations. And those new situations were a lot of burden on top of stuff that we normally don't have to throw in there. We don't have to throw in the fact that we're on an island eating eating fruit. <laughs> Where does that come at? You know, we ain't seen a fish since Joe left. So I guess nobody's catching fish no more. So it ain't no free fish. Um, you ain't seen nobody drinking no tea. So I guess all the tea is gone. Well, no, because they did have a meal. So you can't say he wouldn't nourish. They did have a meal doing the reflection. No, that was after they brought everybody out. Uh, so he didn't get the meal yet. So he has a lot of more going on and I don't blame him for what he did because he's playing a game and he's trying to play the best way he knows how, but you also add in a lot of other factors that are not there. And I can understand when he says, Hey, I stopped looking. I haven't gone back and looked at my season. It's been two years and maybe year three, I might go back and look at it. You just kind of, you You know what? I think that thanks on now. Um, and I'm, and, and I know what happens. But here's the thing about it is you don't know what other people say about you until you look at the footage. Yeah. Yeah. So I've never looked back to say what they said about me. And we're friends. Don't even run it. Everybody was on my tribe. We're all friends. Uh, But I've never gone back and said, well, you know what? Let me sit down and look at the season. Now, I did look at the season once my part was done in it because, you know what? You you meet each other eight months later. We'd be texting. We'd be talking trash about people where we see the episode. Or you'd be like, man, what was you thinking? There's, there's a unique thing about Nasir. Nasir, first of all, Nasir is a bad navigator in the car. Another story. Oh, <laughs> okay. Nasir, yeah, yeah, Nasir had us at the cargo lounge. I was like, what in the world? But I saw a thing where Nasir was teaching Deshaun how to make fire. And Nasir goes over and makes the fire. I said, hold up, isn't there a hus right there smoking? Why are y'all doing all that? So, you know, we'll text. I'd be like, Deshaun, do you not know how to make fire? <laughs> What's going on with this episode? So we do stuff like that as we go through the episode. Um, but it's, it's I can understand how difficult it is for Spencer to have to relive those same moments back and forth. But you're also dealing with, you know, social media, it can be brutal because you're oh, also yeah. dealing with the opinions of people that never met you. It was like, y'all never met me until y'all met me. I was like, well, we don't know Abraham. But, you know, y'all met me now. They're like, oh, OK, because <laughs> uh, Tiffany was like, you're really funny. I never got that on the show. I was like, really? You know, I guess you don't come across that. Different different people, different things, you know, short amount of time. But no, I'm, it, it's like, I was just going to say, Eric, I'm so surprised they didn't see you as this funny person. You were on it for so long. Like they must have seen how witty you were for all the episodes. Dude, let me tell you 17th runner up. So, hey, you know what? And I love I love Matt for doing that because Matt made me feel so good about it. Um, let's right. throw you. Let, let me tell you. So let's throw you in the water, and you'd be like, 
you you try your mind is is in that game mode every second of every minute that you're there it's it's and it's 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 a it's a, it's a mental it's a mental workload to try to go through and, and navigate and do everything and you you want a minute to yourself physically you we taking a beating off the jump it's like wait a minute they ain't gonna waste no time on this beating no and first of all, I don't care nothing about your how your sleeping environment are. Nobody sleeps comfortable on some bamboo, so stop that one. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> seem like that. I, how about this? How about let's take another quick 47-second break, and then we are going to be right back to talk about day 39. We finally made it. Hi, Survivor Now podcast listeners. I am Katie from KT Designs, better known as Katie Tedesco Art on both Instagram and Etsy. I have been designing and selling Survivor products for over seven years at my Etsy shop, including replicas like hidden immunity idols and Survivor trading cards with all of the players' stats on the back. I am so grateful for Survivor Now for giving me this shout out and helping me reach even more super fans. I love listening to their podcast. So if you are looking for some really unique reality TV products for yourself or to give a super fan in your life, come check out my Etsy shop at www.etsy.com slash shop slash katietedescoart.com. All right. So the final three get to celebrate with a celebratory breakfast that morning, but they also uh, get a mirror and a scale to see the physical changes that they went through from the beginning to the end. Abraham, I have to ask did you notice you were there for three days did you notice um a change in yourself from when you started the game on the island to when you were voted out here's something funny uh, technically i was there a lot longer than three days the way it on tv looks like three days <laughs> it's oh, okay. like three days man look i was there long enough now luckily i was here's the thing about it is your body is an interesting thing Probably for most of us, you need to at least have 10 days before you start seeing a physical change because we need to burn off everything. Um, but you do. Now, that mirror is true. I will tell you 100 percent is true. I've seen them put that mirror up, but not on the island. They for us, they put the mirror up at Ponderosa. So right. when you're coming off the boat and you're walking down, and you go in there, you'll see the mirror and then it'll show the change. But, you know, until you get to like, especially if it's only 29 days. Yeah, for some people, maybe a little more of a difference, but for the most part, 29 days is not that long, not for your body. And they and they weren't eating, but they wasn't. We had coconut. I mean, coconut, coconut milk, uh, rock crab, and nobody was fishing except for Jonathan over there diving in the water in a Muslim man out of El Paso, Texas. He was out there deep sea fishing. And um, I can't forget, um, what's name? She went out there fishing. Um lawyer now what is i can't remember her name right come she was on my season she went out there and tried to fish um start with an s sydney 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 was out there trying to do some fishing anybody else they weren't fishing out there so but you do have enough nourishment to kind of give you a little bit so no but it's it's it's, it's funny how you don't really miss food at, at first that first oh, let me back up we was already we was already starving because we didn't eat breakfast. So it you know because you didn't know what was going to happen, and we have to get ready for the first day of shooting. So you don't really want to eat a lot because you don't know what to expect. So we didn't know how the first day was going to go. Well, my first day started at three forty in the morning. Yeah, you see me. It's like I'm bright eyed bushy tail. 
And I'd have been out in the sun for like four, five hours already doing other stuff, getting ready to get on that boat. So when you see us climb up there for the very first time and then you go and you look, you be like, he's very enthusiastic. I had already been up for like six hours <laughs> and I think I had a muffin and some juice. And then, you know, we go through the whole thing and we compete and whatnot. And then we go to our, we go to our actual island. And that's the first time I get to talk to the cast, my my actual tribe. Up until that point, I never talked to them. I saw them. I just never spoke. We could never you know, talk. But I'm still right. thinking I only had a muffin and some juice. Now, we always have water, but it's in a well. So what I did was I waited for the other people to drink the water out the well to see if they got sick, which is about an hour. <laughs> You be like, eh, let's see if they get sick. And in about an hour, it takes to root in to start you to throwing up your life. So I was like, because I didn't feel, first of all, we had no fire, so we couldn't boil water. I had to make sure, look, if they get sick in an hour, no, I can't do it. So you you kind of you kind of try to balance your life out, <laughs> but you feel it. But then again, at a point you get a point where you just you just don't you're not hungry like that. You just kind of stop eating at that level. And if you're trying to lose weight, Survivor is the best show you can go on. Because you guarantee not to have but some coconut, some coconut water. I saw one breadfruit, and what's name almost broke my hand trying to give me that one. Um, and each island in Fiji has different things on them. Ours didn't have lemons and peppers, and I was like, y'all get, where was y'all cooking at? No, we didn't get that on the island. Some of them had bananas. I was like, are we in the right country? I well, let's, I mean, listen, the Jeremy, Spencer, and Tasha, they got the wonderful Day 39 feast that everyone is expecting when they get there. And it looked really nice. It looked good. And we get, like, a little um, foreshadowing into how Tasha, Jeremy, and Spencer are going to pose their case to the jury. So we'll, let's not touch on their what they say here, because I think what's more important is what they say to the jury. But it's basically a rehash of everything we've heard each one of them say throughout the season so far anyway. Yeah. Let's talk about some of them questions that came off the jury. Oh, let's do it. Oh, just... Do you want to go in order, or is, this, is yeah. there one in particular you want to jump to? I mean, I've, got my, I've got the order, so. I'm... Well, okay, let's, okay, we're going in order. We're going in order to the okay. folks that came up there. Go ahead, first one, well, First of all, I think it's important to note that they did not, it wasn't seen on the show, but I didn't see them get an opportunity to give an opening statement. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. That was nice. Yeah, they I'd did love it. To ask, Jeremy, no. if you're watching this, Tasha Spencer, did you give an opening statement? Let us know, please. I'm very curious now. But the first one is Savage's question, who is wearing a beanie. I forgot if I mentioned it last Tribal yeah. 2, but we've seen a beanie, beanie, uh, beanie Savage, every um, Tribal Council that he went as a jury member. So that was fun. Um, thank you, Savage, for giving us this gift. Uh, he says, Spencer, your arrogance drove me crazy. And I want to say that I am paraphrasing all of this. I didn't quote all of them word for word. But Spencer, your arrogance drove me crazy. And then he gives the example of when he threatened Jeremy uh, to not give Jeremy his vote and to convince other people that Jeremy shouldn't get their votes. He referenced that. And Spencer's response was, I was arrogant when I entered this game to mask my insecurities. I reverted back to my old methods at last night's tribal, but I do believe I gained self-awareness. I don't regret the move. I regret my presentation. Yeah, I think that was the right thing. Um, I will say well done Savage for calling it out on not just Spencer, but I, cause I think it was needed. I think, I think it was smart that Savage did it and got it out sh like straight away because if it had been sat there and sat there, the issue would have been like Spencer would have been talking, 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 and then someone would have been like, You've been arrogant this end game. 
this is all flawed. Um, so it, I, I do applaud Savage for straight away just being like, right, let's talk about this elephant and we'll move on. Um, and I agree with what Spencer said. I think it wasn't what he did, it was how he did it. Mm-hmm. And I respect that. I think him, like, there, there were tiny little bits I was like, you kind of do just have to acknowledge, like, yes, you were arrogant in that moment. Um, but I think overall, I think Spencer and Jeremy both kind of explained their reasoning very well. Yeah, I, I didn't think it, you know, again, Savage was direct with his question. It wasn't a, it wasn't a non-necessary question. It was a necessary question based off an action, which I thought was thought out by Savage. Hey, like, ask a real thoughtful question. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did. And, you know, you got an answer. It's up to you to accept the answer and not accept an answer. Uh, so Savage was good with me. That's not, not that's not who I'm targeting in this today. So Savage is good with me. Okay, we'll target. get to who you're targeting. And then we have uh, Savage also asks a question to Jeremy. He says, your body language and things you said when Kimmy was voted out rubbed the jury the wrong way. Please explain what that was about. I love this response. Jeremy said, I don't feel I was being ang- uh, I don't feel I was being arrogant, but I did feel upset. And I was in denial the whole day at camp. I was in denial of the possibility that Kimmy would flip on me, even though people were telling me she would betray me. That was my reaction when she hurt my feelings. Perfect. Perfect response. Yeah. yeah. I mean, That's that was even out. Look, you did hurt his feelings. And here's the thing about it is the jury never sees the conversation of the whole season until they get back and watch the season. So they don't know what went on. They know what people come back and, and say, but ultimately he said, look, she hurt my feelings. She was playing dirty pool and I wasn't at the time. That's not to say he wasn't going to vote her out next, but at that particular moment in time, she was solid with him and he made sure, hey, you, you're good with me. Even when she hit him with the crocodile tears, he was like, no, 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 no need for all that. We're, we're good. And then he didn't show any type of reaction to Kimmy until he said, who voted for me? And then, right. like I said, them votes don't lie. And once he hit them votes, he was like, oh, wait a minute. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, see, I see. Look, I see how you want to be. Okay. I got this. I'm about to hit you with the okie dokie stick. Bam. Got her. Hold on. Let me get my, yeah. Let me get I think these were two really great opening risks. What is that? It's my tribal council pink, man. Look. You see that pin at tribal oh, council? Oh, that's Hold cool. I love that. The pin at tribal council. It yeah. feels like a very satisfying thing to write with i don't know it's just it looks really cool um yeah, so write with it one time only <laughs> well unfortunately yes I but got, at least i got to write with it once so i'm not mad I, I i truly have loved my experience there's always survivor 46 and 47 <laughs> 48 i think 50 <laughs> well let's also I think these were two really great opening responses from Jeremy and Spencer. Fishback then goes to speak. He basically said he had his questions for Tasha, but he he starts off with Jeremy. He basically says, "I love you, Jeremy," but it's you've brought trust, honor, and integrity to the season. What a nice thing to say! And then he has vote yeah, one. vote one, and then he has a, a a question to Tasha, which is. You are a great strategist, but there is a perception that you did Jeremy's dirty work. Defend or deny your role as being Jeremy's follower. I like the way he phrased this. Mm. Uh, I also think that she actually defended her game quite well there. Like, I because th- I think she wasn't like, she spoke very eloquently. And I think she did get to the point of what she was making quite quickly. 
and also went, no, this is how it was done and this was this. Like I, I, I do think she defended it really well in that response. I was quite proud of her for that for that question because she could have easily gone in a way of, no, I made all the moves. I was like, it wasn't Jeremy's dirty work. It was my own dirty work because I was like, she could have gone on a tangent to try and put herself, but she went, no, this is what I did. This is when I pushed back. Well done. I mean, sometimes you make moves before anybody that's left to see them. So mm -hmm. moves that are made before the merger, unless somebody's there after the merger that's on the jury can co-sign on it. You're just basically defending your position as best you can. Because some, when Savage said he's an open vote, he's not an open vote. I do not care what you're saying. You just want to see what the response is and make a decision to conclude what you already know who's mm -hmm. going to be your vote. If yeah. they answer one of the way they're on, you're going with whatever you feel like is the best vote for you. So you're not an open vote. That's like Fishback saying, I'm an ocean, I'm an open vote. You're not going to vote against the guy that saved you once. So that's a vote for Jeremy. But I do, I'm with Ali. Tasha defending her position, but she here's the problem. She's defending the position. Yes. And everybody was mm -hmm. like, well, we, we saw Jeremy do some uh -huh. things. Um, we didn't see Tasha with an idol. Tasha never won any immunity. Well, wait a minute, did she win a immunity challenge once? Nope. She didn't win any immunity challenges. And you're looking at, okay, what, what makes you better than Jeremy or Spencer in this situation right here? But again, I'm with Ollie. Great way to explain, but you still got to defend your position. Mm. I, I still think what was lacking here that she does talk about a little bit later when asked the question is more of an example. I think uh, if she was able to slide an example in here somehow yeah. into her response, I think that would have made the response a little bit stronger. Abraham, do you feel differently? No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember an example. <laughs> like, I'm trying to like, hold up. I'm trying to remember where clear cut where she was the deciding factor in. She wasn't right. Sometimes they didn't want to vote for someone, and she was like, "No, nah, I don't think that's a good vote." But that's not saying it was you 100 percent that made that happen. She could have talked about the vote with Abby's vote, right? Because they mm -hmm. everyone was were voting out Keith tonight, but Tasha was the person who said, mm, "Hold up, let's vote out Abby." But you got to remember that in that moment. You got to go through your whole mindset and try to remember. Yeah. And you're like, tribal is that particular part of, of the tribal is as long as you make it. So she could have sat there and said, okay, let me try to remember what. But she, it's not like you write it down on a piece of paper and you can pull it out and be like, let me look at my cliff notes. Um, you're just trying to remember stuff, man. And that's that's kind of difficult. So I think she did a good job in the time she, when what she did present. But you're right, Matthew. Has she, has she remembered a Pacific one? was like, hey, on the Abbey vote. But again, uh, it could be a little bit too little too late because that's at the end. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Um, and then uh, Fishback asks a question to Spencer as well. He says, I expected strong gameplay from you. So I was surprised you were so pro voting blocks and betray people. And Spencer's response to this is, I didn't have close relationships. Highlight that. So I had to do more backstabbing at the expense of relationships even our relationship fishback what where did this come from again you you got to be able to present what you need to have presented now these are second chance players and i think jeremy i think spencer jeremy said it better these are second chance players these are not new players what is holly looking for i'm looking for the sense that spencer had in that question because i can't find the sense it's, it's like okay you you you're looking at Players have played before, and you're trying to give – no, I would say Fishback, hey, look, you got to change the game when you come back up in here with players that are seasoned, ready to play, 
you got to play whatever position you need to in order to get further in the game, no matter if it's voting blocks or alliance or whatever you want to call them. So I don't understand your question. So instead of trying to feed into the question, it made him look worse. Yeah. It Again, it was, it was again, trying to find the sense. It just, his, he talks about how much he wants to play a social game. And then a lot of his answers and kind of what he's done versus what he said contradicts that of playing a social game. And I feel like that's what he kind of did with his answer with Fishback. It was, you say you wanted to play a very social game and you wanted to make sure you had those social connections, but you felt like you always had to blindside and backstab and not have that social game. So I feel like that, I just feel like the answer wasn't as strong as he was probably hoping for in that sense. It, it wasn't as eloquent as it should have been. It was okay. like a like an overcarbonated soda. It looked like it yes. was coke, but it tastes like carbon. Yes, it it was it was underbaked a little bit. That response, and I think like once a, he started like a underbaked meat pie in England, it, it was it was still soft in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll get Sweeney Todd for some baking advice, but we um, I, 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 it felt like once he started going down that route, he couldn't stop himself. Yeah. You know, like once he said, uh, "I didn't have relationships," it the rest that came out was sort of just like mm, womp womp. Um, then we go spiraling. to well, spiraling very much spiraling. so, and then we go to Sierra's question. She asks this to all three of them. Flippers rarely make it to the end and never win on Survivor, but the voting blocks this season required um, flipping, which left many of the jury feeling betrayed. Why should flipping be rewarded this season? Jeremy's response was awesome. He said this season had strong players and Sierra, I believe you were the one who had said make a big move, which opened up areas of flexibility. Nobody was truly flipping, but the voting blocks were evolving. Yes. No, I, I think out of the three of them, Jeremy had the best answer to that. Because yeah. he, he kind of turned it back on on Sierra and went, well, you said to us make a big move. You Sometimes you can't make a big move and be loyal in one alliance. You have to be flexible and adaptable. That's what we've all said this entire season. Some of the best players are the adaptable ones. And that's what they were doing, and especially with voting blocks. So I, I think Jeremy had the best answer. No lie, I can't even remember what Tasha and Spencer said in that question because I was so blown away with, like, what is that? That's that three votes for Jeremy. Three votes for Jeremy. Oh. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're right, but I don't think Tasha and Spencer's responses were horrible. I just think no. Jeremy's was um, better, especially how he included Sierra in it. You said yeah. make a big move. And we did. Um, and Tasha's response was, I think flipping was a result of the multiple tribe swaps. She made deals each time that they swapped. And I flipped because I was trying to survive. Not terrible. I feel like people were like, oh, so you made deals with everyone. You know, I feel like you kind of open up the door for that. And then Spencer's response was, there were so many different types of relationships. Hypocritic. We're going to be a little hypocritical here this season. And the voting blocks were fluid and I had to take advantage of blurred lines when they were there. It was the only way I could put myself in a position to climb to the top. Sometimes you just say too much. <laughs> I mean, like, keep it simple. You, you're over talking now. I'm like, mm, it's not gonna lie. But Spencer, again, 
the people that's on the on the jury, you put them there, and they knew how you put them there. They're not gonna give you any credit for how they got there. They just want to see if they're gonna decide to give you a million dollars. So Sierra is gonna vote for Jeremy, Fishback voting for Jeremy, and uh Savage is voting for Jeremy. So I got three for Jeremy right now. We only need like three we more, we're done. Yeah, truly. And but then we have Keith. Let's see if Keith will earn Jeremy's vote. He asks a question to Jeremy and Spencer. Here we go. This was a fun one. Being yeah. humble is important to me. Why? First to Jeremy, why is Spencer deserving of the win? <laughs> if you're <laughs> if you're the real winner, you can successfully convince me why Spencer deserves to win. And then after Jeremy goes, he asks uh Spencer to do the same thing but uh, about Jeremy. What do you think of these responses? Well, number one, I think he made it very clear in that moment he wasn't voting for Tasha. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was clear. That was clear. Um, I, I did like the question, and it was quite interesting because he, he was kind of the first person to push back on Jeremy a bit, being like, but is that why he deserves the win? Like, be humble. Um, so I did appreciate that. I think, I think this, he was, I think Keith was very fair to both of them. And I think both, both of them gave okay answers. I like I wasn't really swayed more between Jeremy or Spencer's answers. Um, yeah, it was like I loved the question. I just think both of their responses were kind of same no. Yeah, I mean, really, do you how would you want to answer that question? Because that answer may sway somebody to vote for the other. Mm. I'm not answering that question. I don't care how crazy your questions are. That question was just just out there. It's like, what? I'm going to tell you how this guy is better than me so you can determine if I said it better, so you can determine if I'm the winner. Um, I'm going to go ahead and strike Keith off. He's not getting a vote. He might not vote for because I can't tell you how much better this guy is me because I don't know. I know how I play my game and how I'm going to present my game to you. How I present him to you may not be how he should be presented. So I'm like, uh, but Keith, Keith, is, Keith, he's been known to present some information that he he said. He's like, well, you go with it, you don't or whatever. And that's just how Keith is. I would do the best I can, which I thought both of them did the best they could. And yeah. you're right, Ollie. Both of them had zero answers. That was good. I wouldn't. Neither one of their answers swayed me toward either one of them, to vote for either one of them over that question. Here's what I will say about the question. I actually kind of liked it because the more I thought about it, it requires the person, the people sitting at final three together to really consider what the other people sitting next to them, what their case is. And if you thought about this and if you thought about why the people that are sitting next to you are deserving to sit in those spots too, I think it sets you up way more for success in terms of how you come into the final tribal council in terms of how you are gonna make your case because you have a good feeling about what the other two people sitting next to you, how they're gonna pose their case. So I think it hints at this level of awareness with the people you're sitting next to. And yeah, the responses were fine. Jeremy says Spencer played a solid bottom to the top game and talks about his immunity wins. And Spencer um, says Jeremy was in control and formed great relationships, which put him in a powerful position. I, yeah, also I think with what you said there, um, Matthew, about having that awareness, what would set them up even more is if, if anyone was able to say like this is what this is what they did really well and stuff this this was their key points another level of that is then knowing this was their good point 
that these were their bad points as well. Mm-hmm. And it's being able to be like, this was good, this wasn't, but which one was more effective? Here's why the worst one was a bigger issue than the good part. And I think yeah, that's, that's what people could have done in that situation, maybe. But that's not a sign of being humble. No, 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 I know. That's the tricky part. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're just talking trash about each other. I, I just thought it was, you know, one of those things where try to stay as level as possible in your response, but don't fall for the okie doke because it could, it could, matter of fact, you should have assessed everybody that went before Keith and be like, okay, well, that's one vote I'm not going to get. I'm going to keep on moving. Hmm. And like you said, Tasha definitely wasn't getting the vote. So it's, it's not like he was fighting against anybody else but Spencer. And Spencer was self-destructing. And think about it now. It's not like the jury don't talk about this whole thing when they get back there each time somebody comes in and already determines a certain to a certain extent who they're going to vote for. Yeah. I mean, they've all been comparing notes at Ponderosa. I, you know, yeah. they, uh, they all have a good sense. You don't <laughs> think so, Abraham? <laughs> they've been drinking, talking shit. Stop playing. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. But when I say comparing notes, I mean it in the lightest possible of ways. But, think about uh, taking alcohol out of somebody's life for eight weeks <laughs> or nine weeks, and then you introduce it back to them and they mad about something. Oh, it's just hilarious. When they used to show the Ponderosa videos, man, they had people scared to get off the boat. They was like, oh, such and such is about to get me. They was like, you don't know who's waiting for you up there, who's not going to talk to you, who's still mad about something. You know, you going in, in deadly waters, getting back off that boat, going into Ponderosa, boy, that's deadly. I wanted to throw some people off the boat coming off Ponderosa, so I know how it feels. That, that, to be fair, that makes me think of a specific one, but I won't get into it now. We'll talk about it afterwards. We'll talk about it offline. Um, We have Abby who asks the next question to everyone. She has her notes. She's prepared. She says, what's the paper from? That's what I want to know. Where'd you get the piece of paper from? I don't know, but I don't care. I loved it. Watch it was like a paper towel or something from Ponderosa. And she was like, I'm just going to write this down. Um, She says, what was a subtle move that got you to the end? Great question. Tasha says that she formed a relationship with Spencer from, you know, their past in Kageon, which was more powerful than Jeremy's control. That was interesting. Like she's saying, they, them two was more powerful than whatever control Jeremy had on, on their games. Spencer's response was, Joe and I were both in the middle, and I shifted more distrust onto him to protect myself. Thought it was good. No, Jeremy I'm, says. I'm, look, I'm giving Joe vote to, 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 to Jeremy right now. On that, you saw the facial expressions? Joe was like, what is he talking about? No, that vote is gone. <laughs> so I mean. But he wasn't wrong. I mean, Joe was, from the viewer's perspective, Joe and uh, Spencer were in the middle together. And I don't think it's a, if you're not bitter about it, I don't think it's a bad move to say my subtle move was placing more of the blame on Joe than myself. But everybody yeah. placed the James, everybody was trying to place blame on Joe. It was like everybody yeah. had an opportunity. So it's not that he, we disagree with what he presented as his, his subtle move. It's more so as, it's more so as that the subtle move was played by everybody and he just wasn't a part of it. He was a part of it as well. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with him. I disagree. I think it was a great response to it, but it's when they, when they pan over to these other shots and you'd be like, look at them facial expressions. Cause when Abby came out there with that piece of paper, mom was like, or when Tasha said her relationship was with, with Spencer and they panned to Spencer and his facial expression says it's something entirely different. It's like, what is she talking about? Those are the things you're looking at as a jury. Be like, well, mm-hmm. don't sound like he's supporting that. So it's a little thing because you ain't look. You're only sitting there watching them. 
you you have they sitting directly in front of you have nothing to do but entertain yourself with this yeah i love that you pointed that that out abraham because jeremy's response doesn't include anyone else other than him and his gameplay he doesn't mention any other names he says i was looking for idols when my team lost reward challenges which led to bigger opportunities for my game moving forward perfect yeah perfect response i i still want to give credit to tasha though because i think what she said was very accurate and actually when you look back at the season she was talking with Spencer a lot so I do and I think you especially saw it this kind of final episode that it was Spencer and Tasha very much locked in together the only part of her her answer that I thought was wrong and you saw it she mentioned because then she mentioned Kagiyan and having the Kagiyan people but Tasha had no intentions of working with Kat so I, that was the only part of the, her response I was like all you had to say was Spencer, the last part, you didn't need to include Kagion. You could have said Wu, you could have ignored Casto because it was very clear you weren't talking about Cass. But Cass over... <laughs> I'm sorry, because no, Cass no. was sitting there with her facial expression was like... Yeah, exactly. Um, but overall, I think I wish in that instance, Tasha took what Abby had said and then used that because I think Tasha's game was very subtle and i think had she shown more of those things it could have helped her because i do think tasha and it wasn't until abby said that question and again i am actually a person that appreciates subtle moves i think if you can you don't always have to play the big flashy game i actually get because again i'm actually one of those people i don't like this is a very controversial opinion i don't like rick devon's i don't like rick devon's game I didn't like his game. I I thought there was over flashiness. Yes, Abraham, I did not like the game. I'm saying it now. I'm standing up in front of those people. Hater? I'm not a hater, but I felt like Rick Devons, I get it because this is the example I'm giving. I felt like Rick Devons played, it was just big move, big move, big move. Whereas you saw someone else like Tasha who was playing and you could tell she was playing, but there was a lot of subtlety in it. And I appreciated it at times. Do I feel like there was times she could have amped it up a bit more and not been so subtle? Yes. But I think if Tasha took that question and carried on and then showcased some of those subtleties, it could have given like the jury a chance of going, oh, actually, no, that's right. Oh yeah, oh, okay. And it could have helped her a little bit, but I felt like she was, so big on trying to prove how bold of a game she played that then it didn't help her. Sorry, I went on a right hand. No, no, I mean, I agree with you. She made subtle moves, but again, you at that time in tribal, you have to point people in the right direction to say, here's a subtle move. This is a subtle move. Mm. Here's where it happened at. And you yeah. have to be detail oriented and bringing them back and painting that picture. And I yeah. don't think Tasha did that in all her responses. I think she was more defensive trying to defend that she wasn't Jeremy's puppet. And you kind of get caught up in that more so to, um, hey, here's what I did. You know, uh, well, Spencer was already self-destructing. So really, Spencer, at this point, if, you, if, if you're sitting with Spencer, you should know, okay, he's self-destructed. I really got to beat Jeremy. That's who I need to try to beat. And Jeremy was like, no, I'm looking for idols. And he played, if, okay, let's go back and look at Jeremy's play. He plays two idols. Outside of that, what did Jeremy do? 
he was a part of every voting block as everybody else. He didn't stand yeah. out. So he was subtle like everybody else was, but yeah. he made some major moves with his idols that didn't cost him. He tried to save fish back and he saved himself. And we're looking at the relationships and things that he has built. But again, subtle moves was in his game as well. But what did he really do? He was out there winning the idols when y'all was out eating good food. Mm. And to yeah. me, my heart strongs, when he gives his speech, that's how you get the money right there. I'm giving him the money. Yeah. We'll talk about the end of this tribal council. I mean, here's the thing. I feel like if Tasha was able to frame her responses as, I know I made subtle moves. I know my moves may not have been as flashy as playing an idol, but Jeremy wouldn't have even have had, had his idol. I mean, using as an example, if I hadn't done this, 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 and this, if, you know, if, if I, I like, if she came across as like, I set my alliance up to be able to make some of the big moves that happened. I don't know if she was going to be a hundred percent able to frame it that way, mm -hmm. but I feel like if that was the approach, it sort of gets people to see, and I believe it, Tasha played an incredible game. So did Spencer. So did Jeremy. Um, they all played an incredible game this season, very different games, but I feel like Tasha, um, maybe, and, and Spencer too, the way that they framed the questions could have been stronger. It wasn't. So I was just thinking about this. What could have been better is if she done PEE -E. point evidence explanation. <laughs> I like that. Did you just come up with that? Or is no, that I remembered it from uni <laughs> point evidence explanation. You give like... a point, you give the evidence of the point and then you explain it and it comes full circle because you've given, here's the point I've made. Here's the evidence of the point. Here's me explaining the evidence of the point. Point. Okay, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna. She didn't. She okay. They, hey, look, I'm with that. I I, I co-sign. I co-sign. Yeah, that's. You gonna go? I mean, we gotta. <laughs> what did you learn in uni? Love it. Um, we let's keep going. Well. We were almost look. done with these jury questions. We're going on the two-hour mark. Thank you all so much for staying with us. I hope you enjoyed the finale and the season as much as we did. We get into Kimmy's question. Uh to jeremy but she starts off by saying spencer you were a bully last night and i'm going to use that footage as evidence to my children of what not to do in order to um, get them to not be bullies and i was like An another vote for jeremy here we go she says uh jeremy it's kind of more of what jeremy already talked about at the beginning yeah. but just more personal because it's coming from kimmy i felt like you were replacing me with uh spencer in our alliance and jeremy again has to just sort of reiterate i never said that spencer replaced you you're the only one saying that that's what i was saying and i considered you i i said that you were with me so when i found out that you betrayed me it just it hurt my feelings and you know i think we already talked about this but i think kimmy just really wanted to hear it from him directly yeah. um another great way of just kind of summarizing everything that that whole thing was yeah all, all, I, all i'll say on that is that kimmy set she set up jeremy to win a million dollars because she already not spencer was already knocked out of the conversation once you say you're going to show your kids on what not to do you're not getting that vote you're not getting that vote and she didn't ask tasha a question hmm. now jeremy said and was honest here are my feelings Plain old everyday simple stuff. You heard my feelings because you can't take back what you did to Jeremy without taking back what you just said to Spencer. Because you call Spencer a bully. 
you were a bully to Jeremy and Jeremy said you hurt my feelings. So if you want to show what your your as a parent, what what good behavior is, you can't do both of them. And mm. she really said to me, she set Jeremy up to be the million dollar winner because Jeremy said you hurt my feelings. I, I wasn't gunning after you, but you were gunning after me. And for what reason? Again, we played the game of Survivor, understood that part. But at that time, my feelings were hurt. I thought it was a great understanding of, hey, we playing a game. I, I think Kimmy went a little too far when she said, I'm going to show it to my kids. I think, ah, don't show. This is a reality show. Let's be realistic about it. Don't don't show this one to them. Show them other examples of, you know, people in the world, but don't show this one to them. But um, I, I think, you know what, him being vulnerable, saying, look, you hurt my feelings. Yeah. I think if he'd have went at that a different way, Kimmy would have voted a different way. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But he, he great response. And again, it's it's a nice kind of like we're putting a bow on that moment in the game and we're just going to let it move forward. Who's next? All right. Who Who's next is I think I know which one you're going to bring up Abraham as being the least favorite. But who we have next is uh, Joe and Joe asks oh. Tasha. Uh, he says, Jeremy told you what to do the entire game. Name a moment something was out of your control and you took control back. What a weird way of phrasing this, basically saying, Jeremy told you what to do. Now tell me something that you were in control of. And Tasha's response was, I deal with alpha males all the time in corporate America. There's a game within a game. And she says, Jeremy and Spencer were, were conflicted about voting you, Joe, you, Joe, out based on the fear of an all-women alliance. I stepped in to make sure that the vote went as planned, basically saying I'm the reason that you are on the jury. And yeah. I pick, she said, I pick and choose my battles because that is the game within the game. Yeah, I was good with that. Yeah. yeah. Again, totally, totally. -E -E. Yeah, I was, I mean, there we go. She did. You can't, you can't make everybody happy. So I'm, I'm good with an answer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that was the perfect answer for her. Yeah. yeah. Next question is Kelly Wigglesworth. And Kelly's question to all was, I lost by one vote the first season of Survivor, and my fate was determined by this question. Pick a number between one and ten. You're right. I was waiting on somebody. It was her. I know. Stop, stop, stop being petty about some shit. You, that is the pettiest move you could ever have made in the game of Survivor, because somebody did this shit to you. It's like, what? Pick a number. Look, you lost. You got a chance to play. You got a chance to come back and play a second time with a whole group of people that didn't do anything to you. Why would you levy that same nonsense on somebody else? And we're talking about years ago, at least a decade ago, when you were dealing with some really scrupulous people back in the day. And they was like, ah, right, just pick a number. They didn't care. Just pick a number. Whoever gets close to the number, and by one vote, somebody did not vote for you to win a million dollars. You petty, and and I look, you petty. You did something petty, and you shouldn't be allowed to ever come back because you still petty. And I'm done with that. This was the type of question where I was like, I feel like Wigglesworth. I feel like you planned this for if you went to jury, regardless of who was on the cast. Regardless of anything, I feel like she knew if she made it to jury and she was on the jury, this would be her question. I have to admit, I did enjoy watching it because it I was very entertaining. <laughs> I was like, I what? sorry, I'm sorry, Aram. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm going to be team yeah. petty here. I loved it. 
It was petty. It was it was it, it was, was the worst you know of what? The... You know what? Well done. I loved it. But you, also, so you, you but this is the thing. I know it was petty, but then you saw you this is where I feel like she she asked it to see if anyone would fall into because for me this question you see who falls into the trap because Jeremy said two, Tasha said three, Spencer said four. Why? Spe Jeremy just went, I'm going to just say a random number. He picks two. Tasha's gone, well, he's picked two, so I'm going to pick three, so then I have more numbers than him. Spencer picks four, so he has more numbers than the, the other two. If I'd seen that, I would have voted for Jeremy, because I would have been like, you've fallen into the trick of, you're just going to do this in hopes that that's the high number. I could have Who's a follower? Four. Yeah. yeah, I just thought it was a. I just, I was like, look, you came back from the furthest. What was it season two? What was she one. Season, one. season one. So you was with Richard Hatch, the original start of this whole thing called Survivor. The original start of it. I mean, when they didn't know if this show was going to ever be successful or not, when a million dollars in somebody's life made a difference. I'm not saying it won't make a difference now, but it's a little different mathematically if you're living in New York. Um, but I mean, it was so groundbreaking then to have these, uh, you know, players go out into these these places and be able to survive and get along and everything else. And you you started this whole thing. You carried that type of nonsense in your life in the back of your head for that many years to say, if I get back on ever again, I'm going to use this question. No, that's bad. <laughs> well done. I kept waiting. Should we get you're right. The responses were two, three and four. And I kept waiting for Wiggles to turn around and say it was nine and then walk away. Like I just. Well, she never said. She never said. She only said it was one. Good, good guess. The good guess this time or something. She alluded yeah, to who had one. Good guess this time. If you didn't, if you had a guess other way, you wouldn't have got the number. Well, we already know who got the number, so I'm gonna go ahead and write this. So that's six votes for Jeremy. Yeah, but I mean, was it even really the number? I just like she didn't. No. I don't think she had a number in mind. No. Um. So let's go on to Cass's question to Spencer. It's a personal one. During Kagayan, you famously said that I would never win after I flipped on our alliance at the merge. You played this season like Chaos Cass. Why do you deserve my vote when you spent two years saying that I was a dumbass? Yeah, she was hurt. I, en I enjoyed this question, though, because yeah. she has a point. Yeah, she... <laughs> Well, Ain't no coming back from this one. <laughs> listen, Spencer says some of the things I said came out from a place of anger. I don't think it's hypocritical of me to ask for your vote because I do believe I changed. Who I am now would not say that, and you had no chance. Who I am now would not say that you had no chance of winning Kagayan. So, and she says, you know, I hope we can have a beer after this. Like, I think it was sort of an apology question slash response. Um, and I think Spencer answered this the best he could. But again, yeah. what's unfortunate is that it sort of contradicts what he's been saying in the previous answers before this. Yeah. That's all I can Yeah. Hey, look. Hey, don't come back after this one. <laughs> look, social media is like the worst. And I, I remember seeing the season where they played on. And Spencer was brutal to her. Just brutal. Yeah. And here's the thing about it is, Cash was the first jury member. So she just she's sitting there waiting for everybody to come. And then as each player come, they're just adding on to the story. She was already focused on Spencer not winning. Spencer had no chance of getting her vote. Tasha didn't have any chance of getting her vote. 
I'm gonna write that vote down. Because again, sometimes history is good. Because we see with Keith and Jeremy, they had history, but it didn't play out like those three's history did. Mm. Those those histories played out way differently than Keith and um, Jeremy's history did. And it's it's just Tasha was now. I I don't consider that to be petty. Because <laughs> Cass was like, I can't wait to get you if you get over there. And he got there, and she was like, You said this on social media, but sometimes you have to stay off of social media to talk about each other. Because it just, it just, you never know you'll end up back at it. And they ended up back playing again. Three of the same players from three of the same seasons ends up playing again. You get to the final three. And your first question and only question is, how are you talking bad about me when you did the exact same thing I did? It's a great question. It's a great question. And then we go on to our final question from Kelly Wentworth. And Wentworth's question to everyone is, what was your second chance story about? Do you feel accomplished with it? What a great ending here. So let's go through Tasha's response. Second chance for me meant building and maintaining relationships. So my alliance knew they can trust me. Game related. Spencer's response. I had to balance who I was when I played the first time and who I am trying to be now. I didn't have a great people skills the first time I played. I worked on myself to be able to play better this time. I made relationships I couldn't have made before. Game related. Jeremy's response. Everybody knows that I am here for Val, Jordan, and Cameron, his wife and kids. Everything I am doing is for my family. Val told me she was pregnant right before I left to play. She told me we were having a baby boy when she was here on the loved one's visit. I was nervous if I told you all it would mess up my game. My second chance is all about my family. That's it. Like it, it was Tasha and Spencer went game and game. Jeremy said my priority was different moving into the season. That was what my second chance about. It was what I had in the back of my mind as I played. And I mean, what a, what a a period, like a way to end this tr- final tribal council. I mean, it was the mic girl. Yeah. Yeah, I got him. I got him down for nine votes. Here's the thing about it is it touches on everybody's family. I mean, think about the story Savage said about his wife when he on the first part of the season. Think about the way Keith talks about Big D. Think about how Kimmy talks about her boys, you know, and you see that, hey, I'm not here to play for this. I'm here to play for the family. I'm here to make their lives better. Yeah. And you couldn't ask for a more touching, emotional moment of just saying, hey, this is here. If this doesn't resonate with you, it just doesn't resonate you. But I think that we see, and here, here's here's the transition I wish we could have kept with Survivor. And I understood they couldn't keep it with us because of the pandemic. We see the split between the live audience and we see the them actually still there um, on the island getting to, okay, now we're almost ready to vote. Um, but I think we just had a lot of great moments in this season mm-hmm to see people just really express and be themselves. Um, you see Joe with his father. You, you, you see Wentworth with her father. I mean, you see Val mm-hmm. come out and tell me you married. I mean, you see a lot of great episodes that had a lot of emotional parts to it, um, which I thought made the season just so much endearing to be rooting for whoever. Even Spencer, being able to tell his girlfriend he loved her for the first time. I think we, it was lessons to learn or understand or to see firsthand with every one of them that just made it such a great season of rooting for the players and laughing and and just who's the underdog or who's uh, – that's a bad play. But I think this season particularly had a little bit of everything for everyone 
that you could just really say, oh, man, you know what? I, I got it out of this season. So Jeremy ending his his speech on that answer was, was such a powerful moment, I think, for him himself. Um, and then we get a chance to flip back and see the live studio audience. What you don't get when you don't bring us all back together is unresolved issues that we carry in our own. We carry back to our personal lives, which is unfortunate. Mm -hmm. And I think when you get a chance to come back, and they, they kind of hit on it by talking in the green room and seeing each other again firsthand after some time has passed, especially when the show airs, because now you got not only the opinion of the people that you see on the show, you got the everybody that saw the show, millions of people that have seen the show. Uh, and Joe alludes it to it now when he, when uh, he's really, I don't think he's the kind of guy that likes attention to you, the truth. Because when he's sitting next to Fishback and they they, they they flash up that toy, I was like, who got a toy? Um, I don't think he likes that kind of attention or that calling him that uh, pretty bar or something, but he, he deals with it. But I think he's probably more of a quiet type and you kind of thrust into the to the limelight and we see them back in their natural physical forms because they're not starving anymore. Um, we miss that transition because we don't get a chance to be with our family. I think another touching moment that we probably talk about is um, the young man that got the heart transplant. Yeah, um, Danny. Danny. To actually see Danny and see by pulling his father off the show, his father said, I'm gone. I'm out of here. Because that Jeremy, the same question. If somebody had called by his family, he's like, I'm gone. I'm out of here. Because I'm mm -hmm. that's what I'm here for. So why would I stay here and play? So. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the reunion was it was a great reunion, even to revisit. Sometimes you watch these seasons from the past and you're like, I don't really need to watch the reunion special. But this one felt really important to land on. I think we have to go ahead and officially say by a unanimous vote, Jeremy wins Survivor Cambodia second chances. And it was it was wonderful to watch. It was just it was just really great. Are you surprised either of you? Are you surprised that this was a unanimous vote? Uh, no. Once you know, when we first started this out, I would look and see who's the next person being voted off, and then I said, you know what? I'll just wait and go through and watch and see who's voted off. It just made it more organic for us to talk about for me. Um, but you kind of got a sense that Jeremy had enough of the votes. I didn't know he had a unanimous votes, but he had enough of the votes to be able to win and to just—I mean, you know—again, the first thing he did ran out get a wife to his check. I mean, the check to the wife. So. Um, and I think the little the young man is six now. I think he's six. Yeah. Um, uh, his daughter played basketball. I'm just never in that side of the world. So next time I'm on where he lives around, or we're in the same place, I'll, I'm gonna talk to him. Uh, I talked to him when I first got on the season. I, I chit chatted with him. I got a couple things. Great guy. Uh, and when I texted him, um, I said, "Well, he probably is not gonna. You know, he's probably busy doing stuff." And it was something in reference to eating coconuts. I was like, "Man, I understand now firsthand why you don't want to eat no coconuts or something like that." And he immediately texted me back. So I was like, oh, OK. He, he. So that that small communication with me watching him play his season and then winning his season, you know, it's just more. But I, I enjoyed the entire season. Um, the sad part is Keith uh, is not with us. But again, like I said earlier, his who he is and what he brings to the community of Survivor and for everybody goes back and do what we did. I mean, look at the season. Yeah. I mean, truly, Ollie, how about you? Are you surprised with how this all turned out? No, like it, it's very like, it, especially Kelly's question when you heard like Jeremy's response, it was like, come on now. Like he was like, that was the, like, that was the moment everyone, and I even think Tasha and Spencer sat there and were like, he's got it. 
like they didn't like they kind of just looked at Jeff like Jeff you don't need to read the votes um now would I have voted for Jeremy no who are you going to vote for I would have voted for Tasha because I would have been team petty (laughs) I would have been like I I would have been team petty I would have been like Spencer can be third Tasha here's a vote vote (laughs) I would have I, I can see that. But, see that. But also because at that point you would I would have looked at the entire rest of the jury and I'd have been like, every single one of these people is voting for Jeremy after that. Do you know what? I'm gonna determine who comes second. I wanna have some control. Here you go, Tasha. Yeah, I mean I, look, I'm with hey, look, that works. But but again, Ollie, isn't that like driving the needle in a little deeper? I mean, just yeah, you know, just now that knife in the back a little harder. So I can understand that. You know, when we were around episode 11, I was sort of asking myself, how did, you know, I didn't know. I was like, I I knew who the winner was. I knew, I was like, wow, Spencer's playing a really great game. And I I felt like I knew that it was a unanimous, mis- a unanimous vote. I didn't know for sure. But I was like, I wonder like what ends up happening. My questions were very quickly answered in these next, from 12 to the finale yeah. of how you lose the game and I think Jeremy had this very steady game from beginning to end and just that extra little tilt up at the end that happened with winning the immunity and then his responses at at tribal um, how he approached tribal councils in these next few episodes and of course as I just said his answers as well at final tribal council I mean what an amazing you're up against Spencer and Tasha who also played excellent games at four you were at with Wentworth who also played an incredible game. Everyone in that jury had incredible moments in their games. And to win unanimously is something really special that no one can take away from Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, also, was, it was a great season. Yeah. Also, I feel like this season was a great example of how important an end game is. Because you've seen it in other seasons how you can have a really strong end game and win. But I feel like this was a really good showing of how an end game can be so important because you could have played so good up until that point and if it's just on those final hurdles you make those small mistakes mm. like perfect example as well it was fish back in token jeans because i just recently watched that he was doing so good until the final few tribals where he was stumbling and that's where he struggled but overall this season is amazing one of the best well, with that, Abraham, Ollie, I am so happy that we all got to do this together. I had such a fantastic time living this season for the very first time. I hope you two enjoyed rewatching it, which it sounds like you did. Survivor Now podcast, like I mentioned at the beginning, we are evolving into reality now, which means that we are going to start reviewing and recapping shows that we haven't done before. So if you have... A- where Ollie is pointing, that is our icon. If you have a reality competition show that you would like us to talk about on our channel, leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to see next. And remember, Survivor 45 is coming up. So Survivor Now podcast will, of course, have coverage for that season as well. This has been a phenomenal season, and I can't wait for the next one. I can never-